interrupt our program to bring you this important message. What is up, fight fans and insomniacs alike? Welcome to another MMA submission UFC watch party, this time for Fight Night 170. What's going on, guys? Do you need to be quarantined? Yeah. Now we are here self quarantining for yeah, <laughs> we are here for UFC Fight Night one seventy, Lee Kevin Lee versus Charles Oliveira in Brazil. In but Brazil, due Brazil to, in Brazil. Due to a government order, there is no crowd in attendance, and it has been very jarring watching the prelims. It here. is affecting watchability, Mike. In the in the studio, we're watching these fights, and you just hear the coaches. You can really hear the fighters well, which is pretty cool. And dead silence. Good. Like, you can hear the fighters breathe. It's insane. Roman. But we're here, and I'm not going to lie, I was a little disappointed. This fight card is stacked, but when you hear that Kevin Lee missed weight... Can't be a fan. Man. It's tough. And it sucks because he's missed weight in the past. We know that he suffered with staph infection in the past, too, but... Yeah, well, they need to get rid of the flyweight division and create a 165-pound division. I agree. And then people, like their comment, commonly the counter to that is, well, you know, man, those people at 125, they have, have some families. of the best technique, too. No, they have families and they need <laughs> jobs. And I'm like, okay, well, there are other things you can do, right? <laughs> there are other yeah, they could be used as chimney sweeps because chimney they can sweeps, fit in the paneling. They can fit in small places. <laughs> yeah. Those are just a few options. That's just a few <laughs> options. They could, Off the top of my head. They could like move to countries where they have industrial centers, and they could be the ones to clean the machines. Definitely, because they can, yes. We used to use children for those Exactly. Jobs. In New York, they used to use kids. They, they could get around. They can't follow directions. But then a couple of kids got caught in a metal lathe, and yeah, it was like, oh, jeez. But in all seriousness... Am I surprised? No, there is no one should be surprised that the global pandemic is here just to stop Khabib versus Tony. That's the only reason the pandemic happened. People don't want that fight to happen for some reason. The MMA gods, the MMA gods. just don't want it to. It's not, it's not happening. And you saw Dana White. He was so committed in his press conference where he said, we're doing all the fights. The fights are going to happen. But they're moving them all to Las Vegas. Yeah. And they're all going to be in happen. a small gym. Yeah. And that's absolutely going to affect performance of some fighters. Definitely. Some fighters who need the energy to get it up. If you remember watching some of the later seasons of The Ultimate Fighter when they go in that Apex gym or whatever it is. I don't know. Uh, what I do and know no is one's talking, if the fight no doesn't cheering, happen, yeah. I am driving on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> I am going to take the off-ramp on Yeah, and just fucking ruin myself. Well, it's about to that point, man. With how, with how many times this fight has been made and... I told you I'm I'm like a beaten I'm I'm beaten now like I'm like affected the I'm housewife. I was gonna say I'm like damaged I still goods. Love you. No, it's yeah. like I can't even I don't feel anything for the fight anymore. No, I can't. It's hard to. Beat. I've I've gotten like like giddy already, it, at this point. I'm I've written it off. It's not yeah. going to happen. And if it does, I'll just be really happy. I'll exactly. Just be surprised. I'll be like, whoa. I've I've gotten like super uber fan for this fight like four times. Yeah. Four times like this. Like oh my god, it's happening! Finally, it's happening. Khabib versus Tony, and now I just can't feel anything. So when people tell me like, "Oh, it might be delayed, it might be this or that," or 
I'm just like, oh, whatever. The fight is just so fascinating because you have Khabib fighting an actual crazy person in Tony yeah. Ferguson. And so far, no one's been able to beat an actual insane person. It's tough. It's so hard, especially when they're technically sound. I mean, he doesn't get tired. And even if he, do, even if he does, he has no concept of that because his grip on reality is so <laughs> tenuous at best. Like, he's just barely there. He might be actually able to see energy. He can I was going to say, the thing is, he's, I told you, I was watching his tapes and this guy is throwing fastballs to work on his punching power. And I'm like, oh my God, he's legit cross training. Yeah. (laughs) Or when he tied that rope to a tire and swung it around and he was like, I'm working on centripetal force control. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. John McDessey versus Francisco Trinaldo. Interesting matchup in the lightweight division. Who was the last person that Francisco Trinaldo fought? I don't know. It was a super... Oh! don't remember. He fought Alexander Hernandez. That was the super annoying fight where Alexander ran. Yeah. Hernandez is a super annoying fighter, so that makes sense. Well, no. He wasn't. He used to be. But then he had that fight with Cowboy, and ever since he's been finished, he's been fighting very tentatively. And you could literally see Trinaldo trying to press the action over and over mm. again. John McDessey also finished by Cowboy, snapped his fucking jaw. Oh my god, that, that was fight a wild was fight. Fucking insane. That was a wild fight. McDessey was trading in there. You know, McDessey has his own gym up in Canada. Oh, Canada. Yeah, speaking of Canada and the pandemic, Trudeau, uh, his wife has fallen. To the, to, not no, to the, not no, the, no, she has the flu. She's alive. But he's in self-isolation. Did you I call it the called. flu? It's not the flu. It's not the flu? It's not the it's flu. It's a flu. No, it's not. It's not? No. It's not. No, it's not the flu. You're not <laughs> supposed to say that, actually. I'm pretty sure it's a hate crime. <laughs> I just assume, you know, I'm not very it's knowledgeable not the f- about the Clearly. Okay. <laughs> Sick. It's not the flu. It's a coronavirus. Yeah. Well, that's disrespectful to the brand of beer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They actually said that they posted negative stocks. Of course. You, no one wants the to get the fucking Modelo bug or whatever. <laughs> but now we have Francisco Trinaldo versus John McDessey, and we are underway. McDessey always comes 55, in. 55, 54, 53, I, if you want to sync it up. Yeah. I actually appreciate fighters who come in, you know, on shape. Weight is never a worry, you know? And that's one thing I feel like people don't factor in when you're talking about like getting fans interested in your fights. Oh, you mean making it to the actual fight on weight? in the proper yeah. way too. It's not just making it to the fight. This is a very democratic. <laughs> <virus>. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude, talk about the Iranian government. I think like eight of their ministers or whatever, like top yes, government officials, got sick. it because yeah. there was a meeting. We're like four of them were positive and they didn't even know and it. They're all sneezing on each other and shit. No, they're not sneezing on. Dude, each other. I would not be surprised if Trump got sick. He keeps shaking all of his diplomatic diplomats' hands, and then the have next you seen the day, pictures of like they're they're getting like every major celebrity too. The they're like, oh, day, you shook a hand in public. You no, took a the selfie. thing is, he met up with uh, just shit, some representative. And then he's like, oh, I'm I'm symptomatic. And then he met with the Brazilian president. And I don't know if this is true or not. It may be a rumor, but I heard that he tested positive. Oh, so, Jesus. After visiting Mar-a-Lago. So. Well, we have John. If Trump gets the sniffles. Yeah, that is. Oh, my God. Well, Watch we have, out. We have John McDessie right now. He's the one sticking and moving, trying not to deal with the. People just don't want to stand and trade with Trinaldo, man. He's just so heavy handed. Yeah. Lightweight's one of the scariest divisions, in my opinion. Every fight, like, once you even get near the top 15, all the guys are studs. All of them have really dangerous weapons. It's just... Yeah. 
if you look at the two divisions with the most dangerous guys who because they have a good ratio like speed to power ratio lightweight and welterweight are two of the scariest divisions yeah sure. i mean we, we talked about this for years just getting like a heavyweight to do <clears throat> all the things that a lightweight fighter does good creates straight left good straight just left. getting a heavyweight to put in the workload that a lightweight fighter does makes they champions can't get the reps in well it makes yeah. champions if a heavyweight can even get close yeah just because they get they're going to get injured quicker they're going to get you know they're just not as durable it's 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 tough. Yeah, they really need to make that 165 pound division because uh, we we started talking about this at the beginning of the show and then got quickly derailed because of the coronavirus. That's another great straight left there from Trinaldo. He's stuck MacDessy twice with that. It's there. We'll see if uh well, especially Mac since MacDessy's just going low with the low kicks but over yeah. and over again. Anyway, a lot of people they're counter to the claim that oh, we can't get rid of the flyweight and make 165 is because those 125ers need jobs. Do you know how many careers of tweeners, people who are between 155 and 170 have been ruined. They have a mediocre career, forcing themselves to cut to 155, or they're too small at 170. They would have a, like very long and amazing careers at 165. So. Well, you get hilarious fights like Benson Henderson versus... Um, and I would argue that it's easier for people at 125 yeah. to put on weight and just go up to 135. Well, you get hilarious fights like Benson Henderson versus Brandon Thatch. Yeah. Where it's like, what the is size this? Difference is they're not the yeah. same type of person. And Benson Henderson still won, but that was technique. He had to win strictly off of ground technique. Yeah. Because standing another good straight left there. That fight standing, it was not it was not a competitive fight. It wasn't a fight. Well, Thatch is a kickboxer. A good one. Well, no, you know what I'm saying. Just when it comes to size and the strength disparity, it was unreal. And that's I feel like it's unfair to make some of these guys It was still a really interesting fight to watch though, because I'm pretty sure at the time of that fight. Brandon Thatch was like a, a new purple belt, and Benson's yeah. like a high-level black belt, so you can just see the difference. The difference, yeah. Also, you look at um. Here's one thing: you would have more guys who are natural at 55, like McDessey, have more success at the weight class because the guys who are slightly bigger, having these devastating cuts, would go, would go up. up, to up 165 yeah. would go up, and it would, uh, like you were saying before the show, alleviate some of the log jam that we see at 155 and 170. You would have. More fights yeah. and better fights. Fights that people actually want to see between the best of the 170 and 155 because division. Because we were talking about this and Chael Sonnen was talking about it. Brendan Chow has been talking about it. Joe Rogan has been talking about it. The top five of the lightweight division are booked for the next two years. When you have the top ten fighters in 155 pretty much booked up for two years, a year and a half to two years at max, that's insane. It's pretty, it's pretty ridiculous. I mean... Come on, if you're a top 15 guy at lightweight, it's like, well, dude, should I go to featherweight? Should I? No, seriously. It's like, when you have to wait that long, like, that's what Paul Felder, that's why he was considering retiring. It's not because Paul Felder wants to retire, oh, guys. Oh, another straight left there. Oh, oh McDessie's hurt, man. McDessie's hurt. Trinaldo's landing here. a flying here. knee from Trinaldo. Oh, my God. He was landing hard, too. But um, He needs to get his head off the center line when he throws. I'll tell you this. That's a, that's a round for Trinaldo. It's it's seriously frustrating when you see a guy like Paul Felder considering retiring because he knows being two fights out of even being in the in the fight contender question in the lightweight division, he knows that that's two years now. He knows that just to get those two fights and then yeah. to get the two fights they would take to get a title shot, that's going to take three years. So he's thinking in his head, he's like, oh my God, I just created three years of work just to get back where I am right now. 
I thought he, that was a very close fight, so I don't understand people taking to the interwebs to say that it was a robbery, but I still think that uh but it's, But that's my thing. It's But think about how crazy and devastating that is because of the logjam. Now, if we had a 65 and a 55, those fights would be happening sooner, and these guys wouldn't be booked up for uh, for two years. Granted, also, I want, <laughs> I want Tony Ferguson to win that Khabib fight because Khabib is... Probably one of the best fighters to ever live on the planet Earth. Yeah, he's definitely the best. But grappler. he's one of the worst fighters to have as your champion. He's and inactive. I've, he's inactive, and I've said this for years. Khabib has too many obligations and has too many injuries to be an exciting champion. Yeah, I love watching Khabib fights, and if it were a demand service where I could just put quarters into a slot machine and just get Khabib fights nonstop, of course I would do that. I love to watch styles it that just, people. Oh my god! It just kick. happens too infrequently, man. Yeah, I agree. I agree completely. And not only Whereas that, Tony, Tony will fight. Tony will fight seven times a year if they let him. Hey, girls, how you doing, baby? Dude, <laughs> get your fucking phone away from the mic. Mute your. What? You don't hear that feedback from your cell phone? No, is there actually feedback? airplane mode? There's no way there's feedback from my cell phone. You're crazy. Airplane mode. Also, um, yeah, there, there are arguments for making the 165 division abound. There are countless arguments. But the thing that kills me is I cannot, I'm a huge MMA fan, and I cannot get excited for the life of me for a flyweight fight. I, I can't cannot. do it. And I, I used to be one of those guys where it's like they have some of the seamless transitions. They have some of the best technique. But I'm done after seeing— Demetrius, After Demetrius yeah. dipped out, I'm just done. With I'm it. just done seeing punches with people, no power. And a lot of people were done while Demetrius was still there. And um, that's just— uh, not interesting. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done seeing punches with no power. I'm done seeing good transitions, but they're so small the like double legs don't work because they can just swing their legs <laughs> swing back their underneath legs back them. Under them. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy to watch, man. And it's like, golly, I just don't know it's how rough. many more times people are gonna. And the thing is, when 25ers go up to 35, guess what? Their punches have more weight. The transitions get more difficult, and it starts to starts to look like 45 and 55. 35 is some very exciting fights at the top of the division. They're just so small. Even, but that's what I'm saying. You have to still go to the top of the division to get like really amazing fights in 35. And then as 40, 45 is stacked relatively. They weren't always that way, though. Before Conor McGregor, there were a lot of boring fights at, at 45. Yeah, well, 35 and 45. I mean, you want to talk about like the that that generation where it was just Uriah Faber bouncing around between yeah, Aldo and but Brown. But now, but now we see oh. strength and conditioning has reached another level. We're actually getting knockout and interesting finishes at both bantamweight and featherweight. The, those divisions are are awesome. Yeah, they're awesome. awesome to watch. But now, but that's about as small as you want to go. Yeah, we. I was gonna say we haven't seen that at flyweight. Uh, fuck it. If we're gonna keep flyweight, I want men's strawweight. I want to see little stick figures <laughs> in there fighting. Uh, seriously, no. Let's crazy. go rooster weight. Yeah. I'm dead serious because if we're gonna. <laughs> If we're going to keep down this road, man, and just be a purist about it, I just don't think it's the best thing for entertainment. It's the same. Like, why not have a super heavyweight? There, there are no people. There are exactly. No people. Even at flyweight, there, you win one fight and, and you're the top fights six won't be. And just like with the, the flyweights, the fights aren't going to be as good as you think they are. With oh, super head kick from Trinaldo lands. People say super heavyweight would be like the most interesting division. Dude, and I'm like, no, it wouldn't. boring now. Exactly. Heavyweight's boring. It's hard to get guys to who are athletic in, at 265. Now you want to try to get a guy at 300 who is athletic? There's like two in the country. There should There's be... Brock Lesnar, who's on steroids. <sighs> Yeah. And then maybe one guy working at a construction site. I would, right I would now. like to see. I would rather watch people fight at two twenty five than 265. two sixty five. They're too big. They're too big. The technique sucks. 
They're slow. I like 265 just because you get those Sucks. freak shows. The fatties. Yeah. You get you fatties. Get, you get the tubby tubs. You get Tai Tuivasa, who could lose 20 pounds genuinely of fat if he wanted to. Yeah, you can't tell me that that's strategic fat. You're no. just fat. No. And they used to, to give the excuse. You remember you hear this? That it's for endurance. No, it's that's not. That's what Kane would say. And I'm like, you could be in better shape, though. And you would have more endurance. Yeah, you can be muscular, but not uh, Costa levels. Yeah, you don't have to have, have you don't have to have popcorn still, muscle. Oh, MacDessie's hurt. You don't have to have popcorn muscle. You know what Dude, I mean? Dude, Trinaldo's outstriking MacDessie here. He's not even taking shit to the ground. Well, MacDessie's a striker, man. I know. That's why so. I'm shocked. But Trinaldo is so heavy-handed that you know, yeah, Trinaldo's heavy-handed. Every time I see Brazilian fighters that are like. Very strong and had heavy hands. I uh, I go to a very uh, uh, USADA place. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, when you heard Paulo Costa had a torn bicep, when he was saying he had a torn bicep and he couldn't fight Israel Adesanya, and then two months later he's healed from a torn he may, bicep. May, he may not have had a torn bicep. He might have had a bicep injury and was just like searching for the words in English. Uh, that is true. That is true. I just hear stuff like that though, and I'm like, oh my! How do you? I hear you though. From Trinaldo that? is 41, and he's got the face of a 70 year old. Oh, yet I he, guess he has power play. that's out of this world at 155. Yeah. Anytime people fight into their 40s, I'm like, mm, I don't know. No, yeah, we actually can't show the fights. That's still, yeah. He, yeah. Unfortunately, they'll slap us down. Well, Dana White will actually kick in through the window of the studio and just start boxing us, just like he was going to box Tito Ortiz. Yeah, it will not go well. For, I mean, in case you're wondering, though, that's two rounds in my book for Trinaldo. Easily, easily. Macdessi has nothing for him. Oh, Trinaldo. Right he's trying to stick and move, and he's landing some like soft kicks, but there's really nothing there. Oh, that's LeBron James. LeBron James. Tracy Morgan, dude. It's a lot of famous mouths in a commercial. Not the most famous one, though. Kim Kardashian. Oh, my God. You. <laughs> also, uh, she is uh, co-starring with the most famous dick in the world, Ray J. How funny is it that Ray J is making a comeback now selling Raycons? Dude, they're popping off, too. Well, yeah, according to the YouTube ads, every other well, video. Well, no, they're sponsoring a ton These of... These are fly. Well, they're sponsoring a ton of podcasts, too. Like, uh, funnily oh, yeah. enough, right? I found out they're a Ray J product, but uh, they're sponsored all over the Daily Wire. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> when you told me it was Ray J's company, I was like, really? I know the Congratulations podcast is also sponsored by Raycon. I've told you a ton of them. They are fly. I love that. Joe ad. Rogan, too, I think, had a slight. No way. I swear to God. Ray J can They're has, everywhere, he has bro. money. They're everywhere. Maybe not Joe, like it's, it's either Joe Rogan or someone Joe Rogan adjacent, like Brendan Schaub or Tom Segura. One of those. How dare, don't compare. Uh, they're not on the same level, obviously. Joe Rogan has ascended past like Oprah. Like Oprah at her peak, he's more famous than that now. I he's think. Oprah for guys. I think he's I bigger guess he than needs that. Needs a finish in this round. I mean, le even a guy like me, you know, I've cycled on and off of being on the Joe Rogan train at times. I can still oh, acknowledge, shit. dude, Trinaldo's lighting his ass. I can up. still acknowledge the cultural impact that Joe Rogan's had on f not just fighting, but dudes. Oh my God, flee! Oh man, McDessie is running, dude. He has to too, because Trinaldo's running for it on him. I guess Trinaldo. I mean, uh, McDessie's one of those guys who needs the uh, crowd there. Dude, I guarantee that Trinaldo's just probably happy to have an opponent who'll actually stand with him. Yeah. Granted, once he goes to the ground, I was gonna say, I'm sure also Trinaldo's super high level grappler. But the thing is, he's one of those guys, Trinaldo, where 
It's one of those Shuto box guys where they're high level. Oh. They're high level black belts, but they just love to fucking slug like like so uh, Wanderlei, dude. Yeah. Wanderlei, lo- he's super high level grappler. Loves to just axe murder and throw bombs and hooks, dude. Yeah, he's a scary guy. I've seen so many. Uh, Did you see the plastic clips surgery of he him? got, man? No, he got plastic surgery. Look at like it, maybe he got plastic surgery, or maybe he had like an injury. He looks so different now. I've seen so many clips of him getting absolutely fucked up in training. Oh yeah, they they go too hard at those gyms. Oh, I should probably put post yeah. plastic surgery. Also, yeah, post surgery. There you go. Looks pretty good. No, the most recent one. There. Oh, yeah. here? No way. Yeah, I'm telling you. Look at the um, down right there. Where? Down here? No, yeah, over to the right. That. That? That doesn't That's look different to you? It looks terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Wanderlei has never no- been known for uh, slaying with the looks, but. I don't know, man. He looks different to me. That's what I'll say. <laughs> yeah, see. You can yeah, see. you guys can see it right there. That's that's problematic. <laughs> he looks slightly different, I'm telling you. A lot of the guys, a lot of fighters, we talked about this, wait until after they're retired to get uh, like their nose, nose done. You see why? Yeah, man. In a lot of cases, it actually works out pretty damn well. If I were a fighter and I had one of those Nathan Coy noses, oh, I'd God. get a nose job too, man. Shit. I'd be like, inflate my shit. I want to look like a person again. <laughs> Give it some <laughs> fucking foundation. I need to body the Oh, my, my God. Arlovsky said he can't wait for when he retires because he's actually going to have a nose again. He'll be able to breathe. Yeah, dude. People throwing shins at your head. You zig when you should zag. And you get your nose <laughs> fucking crushed. Well, I've said that like anyone who loves to train, uh, loves to train until they get like smacked by a, by a shot, and then you're like, oh Jesus, dude, no way, Macdessy. Oh, Especially- look at Macdessy's nose. He's gonna need the surgery too, dude. Yeah, he broke his nose. Got flattened by a straight left hand. Oh, oh, Trinaldo, dude. There's no way, Macdessy. Especially because this fight's taking place in Brazil, there's no way. There's no way he wins the decision. Well, okay. look at his output. His out. It would be a different story if uh, John was throwing tons of strikes, but his 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 output's been slightly less than that of Trinaldo, and he's landed less. That's rough. Rough stuff. His jab's finding a home in this last round, the final minute of the last round. Well, he's finally seeing when uh, Francisco's trying to run in, and he's hitting him with it then. Yeah, I guess John's better fighting backwards now because he's moving back and Trinaldo's uh, feeling pressure to close the distance he's running in. Oh, oh huge uppercut. wow. That huge popped the head cut. back of McDessie, dude. Oh, my God. Head oh, it, it just slapped him at the end of it. It was slightly parried. Oh, shoot, man. Trinaldo's trying to headhunt here. He wants to finish this fight. 30 seconds left. He slowed his movement a little bit, though. It looks like McDessie's attacks to the lead leg have been paying off. Yeah, I think it's a little, a little, little too, too late. late. I think investing that heavily in leg kicks in a three-round fight is not as... Uh, you're not getting as much as you uh, would think. I, I think he should have stuck with the leg kicks more in his output. Oh, shit. Should have been higher for a three-round fight. Definitely should have been higher for a three-round fight. Either you're going to be a Paul Felder where each shot could put the guy out, or you got to be... Oh, what the fuck was that? 
you know, you got to be cartwheel kicking it. It's not not a cartwheel. Excited to see Walker back. I am too. Oh yeah, let me tell you. When I saw he was fighting on this card, I'm like, oh man, we gotta we gotta stream. We gotta talk about this because Johnny Walker's in a very precarious position right now. If he loses another one, I no, think he is. No, I don't think but he here's why I told you. I, I'll tell you that his stock fell a lot. Johnny Walker blowing through the the light heavyweight division until he comes upon Corey Anderson gets stopped in the first round. Oh. Then let's look at uh, what what's going through MMA fans' mind. Okay, you lost to Corey Anderson. Well, uh-huh. if Corey Anderson's stock is going up, then you don't dip as much. But then Corey Anderson goes and gets starched. So sad. By Jan Blagovich, starched. Ruined my day. Now Johnny Walker just got beat by a guy who got starched in the title a title eliminator fight. MMA math doesn't matter. It does in the minds of fans. Nah. Who'd you lose to? Who are your losses against? It definitely matters. Corey's one of the best people in the division. Okay, but if okay, but let's say John Jones lost to a nobody fighter, we'd be like, he has well, no Mark Hamill. Okay, yeah, but it's like he he didn't even lose. He did. I mean, that's <laughs> so goofy. Mark did Campbell's see, the only did man. Did you see Hamble was like offering like training advice, yeah. and like advice to dudes who were fighting him? And I'm like, but, dude, coming from the only man who has beaten John Jones. <laughs> that's that's fucking hilarious. And then Hamble said he would fight John right now, and I'm like, yeah, you would, but you'd yeah. be sent to the hospital after. He would. Have you seen Rocky Four? <laughs> Don't throw the towel. Don't throw in that towel. Don't you dare. Here's the, the official decision coming up right here. Easy win for Trinaldo Francisco Trinaldo. versus Macdessi. Yeah, easy win there. It's a win for Trinaldo. Yeah, unanimous Winner decision. Winner by unanimous decision. That was a... Oh, Benson Henderson is in the corner of Macdessi there. MMA. Wait, so does McDessie train? Did he do part of his? I'm impressed with Jan too. He has gotten significantly better. But here's the question: Has Jan gotten good enough to beat John Jones? No. No. And you look at like Dominic Reyes. Dominic Reyes, he showed up, man. That blew me away. He was one of the guys where, if you look at the tape, you saw things that would give John trouble. But then he brought that and more. Yeah. Like, he fought above his abil- uh, previously shown abilities, and I thought that was amazing. But looking at Jan, if Jan does that, I still don't see him beating Jan. Because you, to get in on Jan, you have to do what Dom did. You have to be athletic yeah, and thing- quicker. And yes, is Jan yes, athletic yes. and quicker no, than Jan? No. The thing that kills me is uh, I think that Dominic beat Jan. But I think John came on stronger in the uh, you later You got to beat rounds. the man to beat the man. No, I, I was just about to. That's where that's where I want to go with this. That's bullshit. Yeah. Because you hear everybody saying, even Brendan Schaub, I think, said on his podcast, oh, you want to be the champ, you got to take the belt from the champ. Like, you got to really pour it on. And I think we have to decide uh, as a community MMA and especially the UFC being the number one promotion. Yeah. How are we fucking scoring fights? Is so, it going to be like pride? The scoring's been broken for a while. It's, it's ridiculous. It's been a hybrid of Because bu- we see people where yeah. it's like, we're scoring round by round, and the person who wins the most rounds wins the fight. But then we see in fights like Condent Lawler and Dominic uh, and Reyes Jones, it's not that way. Yeah. It's not that way. Well, you have to win. If you win in the later rounds, the later rounds count for more. It's always been a hybrid system. It's not, though. If I, you it's look not at the on rules, paper. Uh, yeah, on paper, I totally agree And that's with why you. I think it's ridiculous. But because saying, as a fighter, oh, okay. you don't know... You don't know what you need to do to win. You don't know what you need to do to exactly. win. Either short of knocking the guy out or tapping him out, you don't know. Because decisions Wow, he dyed his hair. That he looks dyed like his shit. hair. Holy moly. That green? You don't know what you need to do to win. And that blows my mind. Here's what I'll say. 
I think the MM- the UFC likes it like that. I think they like guys being confused. I think they like fighters being confused. Yeah, what is that? That's what we actually... Rich, we canceled Fight Pass. We canceled Fight Pass and got ESPN Plus instead because it was like, wait, I'm paying for Fight Pass and now... All the fight cards are on ESPN Plus that would have been on Fight Pass. And it's a bummer because I love I I loved Fight Pass. I still I still like it because I love I love watching grappling tournaments that are hosted only on Fight Pass. People upload those to YouTube shortly after they happen. So so we got rid of Fight Pass. And it's also like, are you going to get Fight Pass for two prelim fights with guys you've never heard of? It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Now, if you made it something that was actually more attractive than that, people might flock to it. But the the ESPN Plus deal killed Fight Pass for me. But uh, as I was saying, I think the UFC likes that fighters are confused and that they don't know what's going on because then they feel pressure to go for the finish. Now, here's where it's a problem, right? Here's where some some refs People want the finish. Some refs do do well. That's not that's not the case with fighters. Fighters Ooh, are fighters not are not always going for the, the finish. Fighters are just not always going for the finish. A lot of fighters are tactical fighters that are point fighters. GSP, toward the end of his career, was a point fighter. But you see it more and more now. That John Jones' decisions John are, Jones is more of a point fighter are now. unpredictable. So why would you rely on them? John if Jones you can't is, count on the points being counted correctly, what's the point in doing that? You can if it's clear cut. The thing you is, would think. No, you would if think. it's clear cut, you don't have a problem now. If it, they're they're now you're also talking about title fights. Well, that's different, okay? Not only title. Well, fights. I'll explain it. it, it I'll it, explain it in normal fights. Okay. If it's a clear like we're using the ten must system, then it's scored pretty accurately if it's clear. If it's clear, but the only problem is now we're getting into the minutia. Now that MMA is getting, we keep getting to further further levels of complexity. We're now we have we're having to get into those subjective arguments that have always existed and have always been a problem with applying the boxing system to MMA because MMA there's so many different disciplines that you're seeing take place in one fight that we need to talk about what matters what matters more a takedown where the, you don't get anything done or a leg kick that you do five times during the round and it devastates his calf guy's leg, yeah it's and we're starting to get into those like well. You know, some judges now have adapted, and guess what? They don't take downs where nothing is accomplished for anything, right? And they'll actually some judges. Some we judges. see fights where it matter, like Ilya Latifi versus uh, Derek Lewis. Absolutely, and we're takedowns didn't count for much at all. But then you look at the John Jones Dominic Reyes fight. Oh, the takedown was the difference. Well, what the fuck? That's it's it's the problem because we're gauging those judges engage in those subjective arguments and they create their positions. The same way when you ask someone like where they stand politically, how subjective is it though? Exactly. Because those were the well, same judges. That like, was the same card. It's like asking that was ju- the same card. I know, but it's like asking judges uh, where do you fall politically. They're each gonna have their individual stances on. So like they're gonna have like oh well I like I like power. I score punches to the body really well. Like like a boxing judge punches to the body are really impressive for me. Other judges go well I see no physical damage with that and the guy didn't seem to be hampered by the body shot so I'm not gonna score them very highly. And it's and we're starting to see the conflicts of that, especially when you have a really close fight. What is what is put higher? And you see those disagreements coming in. Now, on the topic of title fights... It needs to be standardized. It needs, it to, needs be standardized. to be standardized. This is but, crazy. But isn't standardizing it even crazier? No, because... That is so crazy. Because, because once you tell it. me... We can once put you tell me, to this. Once you tell me... And also, how do you rate the force of a jab? How can you tell me? That's what I've always been blown away with significant strikes. Significant strike counting has been wildly variant. 
Like you just see, like in some fights, every strike is kind of significant. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, some of those strikes were not significant. Yeah. Whereas, I, was, I was literally just about to say something that I'm like, well, no, that makes no sense. Because I was about to say, you know, damage and uh, like the physical manifestation of damage but then we should see reign supreme. But then we see people like the Diaz Nate brothers. Diaz, you touch them and, and they're, they're gushing. gushing. They're gushing because they have so much scar tissue built up. You punch them and they, their skin pops open and they bleed everywhere. That's not exactly indicative of winning or losing a fight. So what is more important? I think the it was actually better before, actually, where you have... You had damage, and uh, what was it? There was, um, the what were the two? They had, like, two categories, and then they had aggression and octagon control. I think it was damage and... Control, um, right? I think it was damage. There was two at the top, and it was either damage or, like, strikes or damage and control or damage and grappling, and then the, it was control aggression. Control being, being grappling. Yeah, yep. it was aggression and octagon control under that. I actually think they were better under that before, because then at least we had, like general categories of stuff that should be rewarded where like stuff that accomplishes i think you need to go to like end state where like is the guy like does his leg not work now it doesn't matter how many strikes people have better poker faces Uh, than others so tough it's so tough yeah well like you look at look at the yoel romero fight if you look at his leg visually it's physically mangled it's got lumps on it if you want to talk about the best but he was moving around relatively and he was able to run the next day so it's like it's tough because you then you get into like the best scoring system obviously would be like an EBI where it's like you must finish to get out of there and if not you go to some like control positions. But the thing is in MMA you can't do that because point fighting does exist in MMA. You yeah. can be a technical point fighter. You can be the matador to the bull, and you can you can win, get by and win way. on that. Yeah. So. It's hard because right now we're getting into the mud on a lot of this stuff. Now, on the topic of title fights, I think there has to be an element of you have to beat the man to be the man. To take a belt, you know what I mean? To take a belt when you're wilting at the end of a fight and getting it put on you at the end of the by fight the champion. by the champion and then you're going to take his belt not only but do by you the lose, champion isn't the onus on you not to lose the first three rounds it's true it's true man how are we scoring and this? In, in the case of condon lawler four rounds four rounds lawler lost that fight he didn't though and he didn't if i were a judge too guess what i would put it three two lawler too because i'm a how? psychopath because i'm a psycho because i watched that fight and you can't tell me after watching that fight you with can. how bad, with how bad the Only optics, the with how bad the optics and damage were in the fifth round, you can't put the belt around Condon's waist. I know that sounds crazy. According to the rules, though, you can and you should. You Change can the and rules. you should. Change the rules. It I'm fine if pride. it's pride rules. It should be pride. I'm fine if it's pride rules. The you want to make the last two rounds count the most? Fucking fine. But say it. They say do it. though. That's the thing too. And people pretend as if that's not a thing. But the later rounds do count for more. We talk about this. Why do we think? Why do they? Why do you guys think we say when we're judging fights that that's a swing round? That means it could go either way. Based off the later rounds, they're gonna go back and swing it in their ruling based on how the the two fighters perform later on. Say that though, but it happens. Like everyone knows it happens. It should be explicitly said. They should say. Not only do I feel that, that, like I've I've laid out how I feel about how the judges should be scoring fights and whatnot and how I think the scoring system should evolve. But I think it's totally reasonable for the fighters to be allowed to know how the previous round was scored. I don't like that. You don't? Why? Because people will take rounds off if they're up. We'll shelf it for now. 
because Johnny Walker is in the cage and we're about to get underway. I see what you're saying, Reese. We talked about Khabib Ferguson earlier in the show, but we can come back to that. Yeah. Again. Now we have now we have Johnny Walker versus Nikita Krylov. After we commentate this fight, we'll get into all things Khabib, Tony, and oh, uh, you watch grappling tournaments? If you like grappling tournaments, EBI is a must-watch, and so quartet. is Quartet. Quintet. Quintet. I we you were quartet putting, is uh, singing. Yeah, sure. no, it's a string quartet. We were put, <laughs> you were putting on ki- ki- quintet. Quintet the yeah. other day. It's and it Sakuraba's invention, and it is fascinating. It's as close as you can get to like old school They're like dragon ball z art, like exactly like dragon ball z shit where it's, it's so like dope. it's the good guys versus the, the bad, bad guys, guys and, and you and see the like... teams come out and they're all wearing fucking hoodies and like it the, the setup for quintet so fascinating if you guys want to google it they it's like a movie it's the closest you can get to like so an old cool. school martial arts movie and for me like vision quest type as shit, a guy who loves so cool. that stuff i love like 80 synth tracks and preparing for the big tournament and like i love those types of movies and that's as close as you can get to it in real life but now we have Nikita Krylov coming in here. The Tommy Ukrainian. That's pretty dope. The Ukrainian versus Johnny Walker, who dyed his hair green. Did Krylov just get stopped by? Um, I believe so. I believe in New so. Zealand by our homeboy Krut. He did. Oh yeah, no, was that was Krylov? That a different guy. Might have been a different guy. Was, I think it was a different guy actually. Jimmy Krut like just stopped that guy. That was recent. I may be making that shit up. Let me see. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was some uh, Michael Olajesh Crook. That's pretty close. I feel like that was actually Michael pretty good. Olek. We got Mike Beltran, the ref in the arena. Did, get... the, did he cleave his uh, little gimli beard? T- I think they're tucked in his oh, shirt. Oh, he tucked them in his shirt. Okay. Which is hilarious. All right. He looks like exactly how you would picture like a fantasy smith. You know, just a blacksmith working in the forge. Johnny Walker with the fucking SJW hair. I love oh, it. Johnny Walker hired a movement coach as well, you can tell. Let's see if he's more passive after getting knocked out. Definitely not. Definitely not. Three jumping knees. Starts with three jumping knees. 20 seconds in. A lot of fire already. Krylov's trying to make it a dirty fight, get in the clinch. I like this from Krylov. You're going to want to hang on Johnny Walker and tire him out. He seems to be doing that here. Johnny Walker pressing Krylov up against the cage. Johnny Walker's desperately trying to get out, but look at how Krylov's holding on to the overhook. He trapped the arm. Oh! They're trading bombs up against the fence here. Krylov does not want to stand with Johnny. He's going for the takedown. Johnny's so athletic and strong. He's strong, yeah. Holy shit. Krylov had had his hands locked. Johnny Walker's cranking on that overhook too hard to get a takedown. What? That is next level athleticism. Just turned into Krylov. He's got the trip. single now. He's got the single. Oh. He's got it. He's got it. Look at how strong He's Johnny got it. is here. Krylov's got Oh my god, he has He's it. so tall. Look at how tall he is. Uh, wow. Johnny Walker does oh, not have he's good got, oh, Krylov he's got sat. him on the ground. Johnny did not have good technique there at all, but he was using so, so much, much strength. strength. This is this is just as tiring for Krylov though. He expect he's expending so much energy. Try to energy. And guess what? Johnny's almost to back ground. up to his feet. Oh, Walker's almost back up, pressed against the fence here. Krylov's doing a good job of holding on to that right leg of Johnny Walker and the left leg. Oh, I didn't even see he has his hand behind he on has the ankle. The ankle. He's doing a good job of gumming up Walker, here. and this is how Krylov. Krylov, you just got to survive, man. The first round. 
Yeah, he, if you just hang on, Walker is going to start to slow down inevitably. Especially when you're that big, dude. Uh, that's one of the, like we were talking about before, you pay a price for size. Everyone knows this. You know, the muscles got to breathe. Yeah, no size queens here. <laughs> I, I, I told you, I think that more fighters should adopt a more UL Romero style, only they need more output than nothing. <laughs> And I think there's totally that, that style's dangerous. It's Mulling so dangerous. To sleep and then exploding. And there's totally a market for more MMA fighters like that, but a lot of guys don't want to put in the strength training necessary to do that. Yeah. And we see that with a lot of MMA fighters. They do a lot of that, uh, you know, slam ball, ski urge, strength and conditioning sessions, but they're not willing to put in the, you know, more aggressive strength training that it takes to do Yoel Romero type stuff. I think it. It. Oh. Krylov's doing a lot of good work here on the ground, pinning Walker down. Yeah. I think it'd be beneficial for a lot of fighters for them to be more aware of their cardio, too, rather than just exploding when they see the opportunity. You see a lot of people who are more measured, and they just they just do better in fights. I was going to say. Also, using that explosion tactically, like Yoel Thinking does. about it. Exactly. Like, okay, I see a window, and now I'll take my And chances. knowing how much gas you're going to expend and knowing how quickly you can recover, that's where you can get really scientific with it in the training. Especially when it comes to grappling. If you're calculated with how you utilize your energy, more you're just more likely to win. And heart period. rate. If you do heart rate monitor training with that, and you you can work with your coaches on that. Oh, huge oh, elbow from Johnny's Walker. up. Johnny's up and he's swinging. Krylov is desperate to clinch. Huge w elbow there from Walker. Now they're at distance. Oh, stiff jab from Walker. They both hired movement coaches. Back to the center of the octagon here. Oh, oh right Johnny just Krylov. got clubbed. I think Johnny's, Johnny's hurt. hurt. Johnny's, Johnny's hurt. Johnny's hurt. Johnny's hurt. That right. Oh, huge uppercut from Krylov. Johnny's hurt. Nikita Krylov making this a dirty Takedown. fight. Takedown from Krylov. Walker's oh. still a little uh, fucked up. His equilibrium's Dude. off. Dude, let me tell you right now, Nikita Krylov is making this a street fight. Slava knockout. He's making it so nasty. Johnny really works well against those opponents who are like overly orthodox. The the way I that's the way I say it. You know those guys who are like super technical. They never break from technique. This shit from the guard baffles me. Right now, Krylov needs to posture up. Yeah. Why is he he's helping Walker break his own posture by leaning over like this? Yep. Posture up and land some punches, man. Oh wow. Using the fence to walk that guard up. Uh-oh. Oh, pass here from Krylov. And that's a pass. He passed the guard. Side control. Like, how do you score that? That's the crazy thing with these refs. You don't know. I can't see where Walker's knees are. I think we're in half guard now. Yes, yeah. we are. Wow. Now he can really get some get get space. and Interesting. Interesting first round that's, here. That's a Krylov round. Yeah. That's a Krylov round. It's Krylov really came out there and just really... Really made it a nasty fight. That's Elijah Wood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. That, that was insane. That's the kind of fight, if you're not going to do what Corey Anderson did and just sleep Johnny Walker. It's be easier to do that. I was going to say, it would be easier to do that. I mean, it's hard to do, but it would be easier in the sense that you're done faster. Yeah, but Nikita's doing the, he's making it nasty, and that's how you have to, that's what you have to do. You cannot just let Johnny Walker sit at distance and think of creative ways of how to knock you out. Yeah. And he will. How about the fact that Dennis Rodman is uh, best friends with Kim Jong-un? 
Dude, that was insane, right? Yeah. He goes over to North Korea and he's just like, you know, I'm great he's friends not with a bad guy. And I'm oh. like, yeah, well, because you were in the one hot tub in the nation and like you're having the margaritas and going yeah. to the parties. What would he have you believe? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you were invited to a party. Yeah, that right hand hurt him. Oh, and he yeah. followed it up with this uh, another right hand and then an uppercut right here. He had Walker hurt there for a second. Now, it's going to be interesting to see the gas tank. Nikita looks second fine. Second round underway. Nikita does look fresh. Now, we'll see how Johnny is and if any of that power is waned. Not only that, but I'm curious to see if he's gotten... Oh, huge right hand from Krylov again. And then Krylov's in on another shot. And the wrestling defense doesn't look nearly as Nothing strong as there. it did in the first round. Johnny just doesn't have the strength he had Oh, earlier. watch those elbows there while your head's in on that single. There you go. Pull it out. Wow. Don't grab the fence. Just very interesting. Wow, man. Johnny looks drained. He did not look fresh when he was standing up. So, sometimes it takes guys a long time to recover from being hurt like that, man. He was fucked up. He was, he was hurt. We got some blood coming from what looks like the head of Krylov. Maybe one of those elbows cut his head. We'll see if Johnny can get back up here. He has an underhook There's here. There's a knee bar there. He has, he has his underhooks here. He could get back up if he can free his legs. There's a knee bar you can do from this position. Who, Nikita? Yeah. Nikita is bleeding from his head. He has a cut on his scalp. Oh, this is not a good position for uh, Johnny here. Oh, butterfly. He's using the butterfly to elevate Krylov. Krylov passes to the opposite side. <laughs> side control here for Krylov. Oh, nice short elbow. Wow. Johnny's trying to move here, which good. is good. Ground I like to see people try to move, but Nikita's oh, just locking him Krylov's down. Krylov's got that arm triangle. Oh, shit. He also can't get over to the other he side. Can't get over the, I thought he was going to try to pull Walker away from the cage. going to be interesting to see what Johnny can do here. If he it can looks get like Krylov's up. comfortable sitting in this half guard. Absolutely. I would stay. Just would like stay. Frank Yeager. Frank Yeager actually prefers staying in half guard. And just it's easier to hold the guy down. Just land in the strikes, man. I agree. It's, it's much harder to hold a guy inside control without the gi or anything. It's, it's pretty hard either way, but... Especially without the gi, to hold someone inside control and land ground and pound, it's much easier when you have their leg in between yours. Yeah. Johnny Walker recovers full guard here. He's got a triangle here. He's got a triangle. Hold on. He, he has the setup for it anyway. He has to uh, he actually does. pull his shin. He has to reach up and grab his shin. Oh, oh wow. Slick from Nikita to slip out of too there. slippery. Finish. Just controls and explodes. Oh, Johnny has to get up here, man. Immediately smash passes. We're in side control now. Krylov has side. We'll here. see what Johnny can do here. Johnny's trying to come up into him. Johnny's coming up into him now. He might be able to. Oh, oh. Krylov's taking the back. Krylov's taking the back. No, no, no. We'll see. Oh, wow. Krylov, wow. Falls, Krylov falls down on top of him into Really good grappling. Half guard. Half guard. Really good grappling from Krylov here to stay on top. And you can tell Johnny is just getting Gassed. more and more spent by the minute. Johnny's very tired. And now Nikita actually looks like he's actually he's able to find that composure, you know? Yeah. Like and I was saying, he's more measured. He, he's like... Whereas in the first round, he just had to focus and struggle with the strong guy, just focusing on trying to hold him down. Now that Johnny's kind of 
we're falling into more of the rhythm-based <clears throat> grappling. He's not just being reactive. You can see he's got a plan in there now. He's holding Walker down. Also, you know, those stores of just big explosion from Johnny are empty now. Yeah. And now he has to rely on his gas tank and exerted energy as opposed to when you when you know what I mean when you're when you're completely fresh you're a firecracker you can just explode out of shit. We saw yeah. Logan Paul in his most recent vlog was rolling around with Paulo Costa and it was people were like impressed. Oh, Johnny Walker with a hip bump sweep and he sweeps. He's on top of Nikita now. Johnny Walker with a hip bump sweep on top full, of Krylov. Full butterfly guard here for Krylov. Let's see if oh Johnny's trying to posture up here. One minute to go. Johnny Walker with oh he's now we have Krylov is in on a leg. Ashigarami. Why ignore fifty percent of the body? Why ignore fifty percent of the body? It's a reverse Ashi. Wow, look at that! Very impressed with the grappling of Krylov here, man. Very interesting scrambles. He's going for a fucking heel hook. I can't tell if he ha he does not have it. Wow, John Johnny Walker's on the back. This Johnny is trouble. Walker. Krylov is in turtle. Krylov turtled up. Wow. Krylov's ducking under for a knee bar. He may have it. Go switching to a toe hold is Krylov. Krylov has been putting on the gi, putting some fucking work in. Uh oh, it's a turtle. You gotta move. You gotta you gotta move, Krylov. Knee to the body. Uh oh, ten seconds. This is a bad look. Now, here's the thing. Krylov's looking very gassed as well at the end of this round. It's a bad look. I... Wow, they're both looking worse for wear at the end of three. Wow, both guys is... I know, oh, sorry, at the end of two. At the end of two, they're both still sitting on the ground after the, the bell. The momentum rang. changed there. I thought Krylov was in on a knee. He was going for a toe hold. And, and then sudden, Johnny started pouring on some heavy strikes. And all of a sudden, Krylov was in turtle position and getting fucking shellacked it was bad but we saw in the logan paul video where he was rolling around with paula costa it was really plus it was also very selectively edited by the but was what does he call him his fans the low gang the low gang very selectively edited by the low gang not only that but it was uh because he was 15 second clip of them grappling it was like a two minute clip of like the actual like boxing session and the grappling the grappling was like 20 seconds but the boxing was cut to where every punch logan landed which I was like, all right, that's already bullshit, and that's not a cool thing to do. And then you also cut to the grappling, and the grappling exchanges. Logan was doing the worst kind of grappling I always see, and it's any dude you see who's wrestled, and then tries to grapple with a fighter. They just do the worst explosion. They're gonna run out of energy in two minutes, you know. But they stop the fighter from getting them and stuff. This is a great fight. This is a fucking battle. Oh yeah, these guys are going to war, man. And it was completely one-sided until. That end of that second round where Johnny yeah. Johnny looks uber so gassed tired. from standing though, like we're talking failing Molasses. to move. Yeah, Molasses. Oh, his punch has got nothing on him right now. His I, punch I, has got nothing. I think they're powerful. They're just slow, slow coming out. It's gonna say they're. Krylov's trying to run this takedown. Now he's not. His technique is nowhere near as sound as it used to be. Oh wow, real. Just fell down. No, I'm saying it's not. It's. See, Johnny can get up there. Nikita was being very loopy on the... He was. What Did happens? you see? Look, if you look back, Nikita was super high on the double. He was just being super lazy. He wasn't dropping his level enough. Sweep there. From so when you trip, from when you Walker. trip and you're not low enough, you don't have the legs secured and the guy can just get right out on you. This, this is bad here. 
Oh, yeah. Johnny's on top of Nikita here. And we saw from the end of the second round. Johnny Walker and Nikita's half guard. And we have four minutes to work. Oh, wow. Sit up. Sit up. Oh, no. Full mount. Oh, wow. Johnny Walker here. Johnny Walker is full mount. Actually impressed with the level of grappling from... Oh, wow. That, not impressed with that. I'm not impressed. They're not so impressed tired. Nikita Krylov just sat up and swept Johnny out of mount. That is insane. Oh, head and arm. Arm triangle. Oh, what? They're we'll so tired. Yeah, they're, they're both, so tired and slippery. They're this is both a, this exhausted is a right now. This is a shit show. Up, oh, regain guard for Johnny. We'll see what he can do from here. He can keep his posture broken if he if he puts his if he uses his instep to go underneath Krylov's legs and kind of like penguin leg and push him away. It's a it's a good little trick. You can use it to like sit up into a guillotine or do a butterfly sweep. But these guys are so fucking tired. None of that's gonna happen. I was gonna say they both look so fucking gassed. So tired. They both look pretty happy to just relax here yeah, for a second. they're too tired. They're just going to say Johnny's not making any more moves to try to get up. He's just trying to land strikes now. His guard is closed. Which is not what no I like to see. intention of throwing up a submission or... Trying to get out of the position. Going just, to butterfly and pushing Krylov away. Just chilling. Chilling. Yeah. Krylov's trying to stack him up. This is uh, whisper sweet nothings. They're chilling. They're chilling on the ground now. It's getting intimate. We should leave them alone. You know, no one's in the arena anyway. Maybe put up some curtains. Two minutes to go. I, I've I sense that they are going to be staying here. They're doing just enough punching right now to not get stood up. Oh, oh armbar attempt. What? Armbar oh, so attempt. slippery. There's no, no way. way. No way. Now he's got a double underpass here. Use it. Use yeah. it. Johnny's going to use it to try to sit up though. Hold on. Nah, he doesn't have enough. Uh, Space. Yeah. Half guard here for Krylov. They're so fucking tired. This is a shit show. Krylov, though, looks like he rested a little bit, though. He's looking slightly fresher. Johnny finally faded, made his first move to try to get up. Oh, Johnny exploding back to full guard. Very good. Johnny knows he has to get up here, though. Johnny's working to get up. 115 left. 112. 111. 110. 109 to go. Krylov passes the guard again. We're in half guard. Johnny Walker's turning up. Flattened back out. He's going to try to go for a sweep here, it looks like. Nah, he's too. He's on. He's flat on his back. You have to get deeper. Now he can do it. Roll. I was going to say, he's, he's too tired. It. He's too tired. He's too tired. And, and he has no place to roll with it. He has to go where the cage is. I, you know, you can tell both these guys, though, man. They're they just know fucking what to do. working. Just I was so going to say. Yeah. Like that's that's one thing, you know. It's way better. At least he's trying to go for it, you know what I mean? I see fighters all the time. They just resign themselves to be like, "Well, I'm just he's just in my guard now. We're just going to stay here." He's so tired. Wow. Great fight from both guys. Nikita though looks like he Nice short elbow from Nikita. Yeah, I think Nikita's got this fight. 2-1, 1-3. One. One Rounds 1 and 3. Yeah, he's got this round. That's the end of the fight there, folks. It's Just Brazil, like, though. It's Brazil. 
So they can give. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. We've That'd seen crazier shit. That was a very tiring fight for both guys. They're both still on the map. Let's see who gets up to their feet first. <laughs> That's the real battle. Oh, Nikita. Nikita's up. What's up? <laughs> he had to tripod for a second. Yeah, he's like, oh, Jesus. Damn. What a fight. Very interesting. Like seeing how he dealt with it. But what were we talking about just before that fight kicked off? I forgot. Yeah, I was going to say, I forgot. Fuck. Oh, yeah, strength and conditioning training. We were talking about that. Oh, yeah. Sure. Oh, no, that was during the fight. Well, we can talk about Khabib and Tony now. Our breakdown for that fight. Again. Yeah. We've been giving it for a while. Well, no, I, I, I think I'm fine to give it again. That's fine. Yeah. How do you see the fight between Khabib and Tony going down? Um, Dude, that's it's one of the fights where it's hard to predict. It really is. And that's what makes it so fascinating, and that's why I've wanted to see it for so long. Well, it's the unpredictability of Tony Ferguson. If I Ferguson. had to bet, yeah. it's the, really that's the X factor is the unpredictability of Tony Ferguson. But if I were a betting man and I didn't want to lose my fucking money, you'd put it on Khabib doing what he's done to everybody else. But the interesting thing is he's been working with Eddie Bravo, you know, a jiu-jitsu master on, on traps. They've said they've laid traps for Khabib doing his traditional stuff, doing the stuff he's always done to people. They have certain traps and positions that uh, that um, Tony can get to, where yeah. he's very comfortable and can even threaten Khabib with a submission. And it's it's those darses. Tony's so tricky. You know, it's darses. the dars. And uh, and um, uh, Eddie Bravo even said that he said, you know, Tony can hit a dars from almost anywhere. Tony's got too many weapons for Khabib. He'd be the first person. He's got those sharp elbows. Here's the thing, too. It's like there's nowhere the fight goes where Tony is ever in a weak position. Lots of fighters finish people from their back, though. Yeah. But no, you know what I mean. He know what he's saying, though. Tony is especially dangerous off his back. Where it's this thing he's that... The, he'll, he's the biggest test that Khabib is... And it's also the... Has faced, it's that for thing, sure. It's this thing and he we, could win. I'm not writing off Tony. Yeah, it's the thing we've said a lot in the past, though, where there are some fighters in the UFC where you take them down, and immediately you see the fighter who took them down oh, no. and go, Oh, shit. Yeah. Brian oh, Ortega. Fuck. Brian Ortega, Damian Maya. Um, Tony Ferguson. Those are like three yeah. guys where like as soon as they're taken down, they're like, oh, I've made a terrible mistake. I should not have taken this guy down. Yeah. And Tony Ferguson, especially because he just, just does Kevin such Lee. a good job. Well, Tony Ferguson has such a small torso or whatever. He is so like thin and so he can just posture so perfectly and just start hitting you with those elbows at weird angles. It's just so, so nasty, dude. He's super dangerous. For sure. But the thing is, it's Khabib has been so dominant. It's so weird how we watch like P Khabib fighting people. You know, we watch Khabib fight people, and it's like, well, oh, Connor landed a solid punch on Khabib. He hurt Khabib. Yeah. And like that's been the thing that's so been did, held so up. So did Michael Johnson. That's my thing. Yeah. Like that's what we hold up though, because every other second of those fights, domination. <laughs> and name another fighter where we've done that. It's so bizarre to me. The like. That you to watch his fights and to give like a position where he has holes. It's like, well, if you look at this one frame of this fight, if you look at this one moment of this fight, well, of course they're going to do that though because those are only instances where he's shown any weakness. If you look at any of the other fights that take place, people are going to talk about fights that people have lost or rounds that people have lost in order to exploit their weaknesses whenever they're being faced by the person who's evaluating this tape. But if you look at Khabib, he's never lost a fight. So you have to look back and see when he's shown weakness, and that's when he got clipped by Michael Johnson. Conor McGregor won a round against him. Um, so you have to analyze those and look what those fighters did did well. Well, that's the thing, too. It's like 
and do more of that, obviously. Yeah, it's just it's so difficult. It's it's really is. And you and you start to do that analysis where you're like, what what can people bring to the table that'll really mess them up? And a lot of that stuff Tony Ferguson has. Where it's uh-huh. like, oh, power, oh, long limbs, oh, the ability to avoid when someone just keeps running at you. Like, Tony Ferguson loves when you try to push him up against the cage. Because he'll meet you right in the middle and turn it into a bloodbath, you know. Oh, definitely. Wow, those skinny arms, man, are so good for locking long up Long skinny arms with those Darces, man. I mean, it's actually He's going to be, he's the most dangerous opponent that uh, Khabib has faced. But I, I, it's definitely true that uh, Khabib is the most dangerous that Tony's faced. It's interesting, and that's why we wanted to see it for the last four years. <laughs> I know it's by far the fight we've broken down the most out yeah. of all of them. Where it's just like we talked about it so much. Just want it to happen. I'm tired of this shit. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. How many times have we seen them face off? I'm done seeing them face off. I just want it to actually happen. It's insane. April 18th. We won't have to wait much longer. Hopefully. Hopefully. Calvin Cater versus Jeremy Stevens is an amazing fight. Islam Makachev versus Alexander Hernandez. Right now, Francisco Trinaldo has won a unanimous decision over John McDessey. And Nikita Krylov. I have a, a strong feeling. I have feeling a feeling that. just won the decision against Johnny Walker. But we're going, we're going to the cage right now for the decision. Yeah. They're still deliberating on it, which is... It is interesting. They are in Brazil. It makes no sense. Mm-hmm. I thought Krylov pretty definitively won the first and third, but I mean, I don't know what the discussion's about. It could be stranger than fiction, man. We always see. I I have a strong feeling that Cameron's right there in Brazil, and the judges are like, "How can we screw Krylov out of this?" He's gonna say, "How? What can did we you just... put? I don't know. What do you think?" That's exactly what the judges are doing right now. Yeah, it's hundred percent possible, man. I mean, how many times have we seen fighters just robbed in Brazil? Robbed in a happens everywhere. I was gonna say. I think the most, the worst one was that we were in like Houston a few uh, weeks ago, and the judge was on his phone. The judge was on his phone for like thirty seconds of a fight or something. And sure. Joe was just like, "Look, he's he's still not looking at the he's fight. He's still on his phone. He's still <laughs> on his phone." And it's like, what text could you be getting? You, the only text that would make sense is if you're getting a text from Jigsaw. I have your wife and children. Renato Moicano. I want to play a game. Renato Moicano's up next. And he'll be going up against Demir Hadsovic. I'm, I'm pretty pumped for these fights. I'm not going to lie. We'll, we'll see who gets the win here. And then in the main, the co-main, after Hernando Moicano and Demir Hadsovic, we have Damian Maya versus Gilbert Burns. And then Kevin Lee versus Charles Oliveira. Hopefully that'll give uh, Kevin Lee the extra time to get on weight. Oh, wait. That's not possible. It's impossible. Okay, so apparently we were we were looking at the chat. Nikita Krylov won the decision at the end of three. Oh, he did. Yeah, he won the decision. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, altogether. I was gonna say we were we were talking to the chat and talking about Khabib. Oh my God! Jesus, that f- knockout is hard to. The Kevin Lee Gregor Gillespie knockout was disgusting. Did he make weight for that fight? Yeah, he did. <laughs> you never know. But he probably had staff for it. That's why. Yeah. Whenever he makes weight, he just has staff. It's so annoying when fighters don't make weight, man. I'll be right back. It's hard for me to root for him, but it's like, at the same time, am I going to root for Charles Oliveira, a Brazilian who's beaten a lot of American fighters I like? He puts me in a puts me in an awkward position, Kevin Lee does. 
And especially, you know, Kevin Lee, he definitely has had a non-linear uh, uh, track, track record in the UFC. You know, we saw him go. He, he was with his original coach in Las Vegas, who's now deceased, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, he had some early successes and then a few setbacks. The Tony Ferguson fight, you know, he thought that that was going to be his coming out party. But then he had the staph infection and completely, you know, the antibiotics took it out of him. But Kevin Lee, when he hooked up with TriStar for the Gregor Gillespie fight, I thought that was like a, a, a turning point for him. Where I was going to see, you know, we're going to see the new and improved Kevin Lee. The Kevin Lee who takes the hardest fights possible. The Kevin Lee who's going to show that he deserves to be at the top of the lightweight division by working his way through the pack. And I'm not going to lie, it was it's a, a super disappointing when um, uh, Mason sent me the news story. And it was like, oh, you missed weight. And it's like, oh, well, whenever a fighter missed weight, you want to know what happened. Was it an injury? You know, was it just poor planning? Was it the travel? Like what, what went into this decision? Like what happened, you know? And, um, it's, it's tough, man, because especially when we, we, you know, we kept track of it for, I think a year or two fighters who missed weight, won their fights almost all the time. Anytime a fighter misses weight, they lose the, they win the fight. Because it's an unfair advantage, man. The other fighter has to take all that time, spend the money on a nutritionist, make sure they're on weight, and you disrespect them by coming in and not having to do that. I know the argument is, you know, oh, well, the fighter who misses weight probably killed themselves trying to get down to it, and they're probably even more depleted. I'm just not sold on that, man. I feel like a lot of these fighters, too, they can tell when they're not going to make it. They just get relatively close and... I don't know, man. I just feel like a lot of the time they come in a lot more hydrated, a lot, a lot more ready. And uh, it's just, it sucks seeing a fighter who misses weight win fights. It never feels good. You never get to feel good about those fights. Happens the majority of the time, too. Yeah, we talk, I was telling them we kept track of it for like a year or two where we actually had like a note. In our show notes where we were going through and we were keeping track of all the fighters. Oh, you missed weight one, missed weight. The only two examples there were, there was, no, there was three examples where the, the fighter who uh, made weight won the fight. And two were in the women's divisions. And one was, there was only one fight in the men's divisions where the fighter who made weight beat the fighter who didn't. And I think that that's insane. You know, it's just, it's just, it's just rough to see. She thought you were talking to her? Yeah, dude. She thought I was talking to her. Oh, man. Did Charles Oliveira make his way to the octagon yet? No, we have Hanato Moicano versus Demir Hedsovic. Oh, oh, I thought I saw. I guess they were showing. Oh, oh they were showing them walking into the arena. Oh, oh, I saw yeah. them walking. So we have Charles Oliveira and Kevin Lee showing up. Kevin Lee showing up in a bandana, obviously super embarrassed that he was disgraced by missing weight and needed to hide his face behind a Gucci bandana. <laughs> Ridiculous. It's just insane. Wait, Theo Vaughn has a Samuel Adams sponsorship? What? It's pretty getting pretty mainstream, huh? That's crazy. Dude, he's super mainstream now. That is insane that he has the, the Sam Adams. Very cool. Good for him, man. He deserves that money. I was going to say, he, he's been on the outside for so long. So the fucking dark arts right there. <laughs> Now, if you have a prediction for Demir Hatsovic versus Nato Moicano, where do you fall on it? 
Hanato Moicano has been one of those guys who's always been teasing with the top ten, teasing with the be, top five. It'll probably be a Hudzovic knockout, TKO. Really? Probably. You think Moicano's on that much of a slide? He has been on a slide recently. No, I don't think it has anything to do with the slide. I think it could be more easily attributed to just Hadzovic being a good striker. On the come up. Yeah. Oh, okay. Who do you have in the Damian Maya Gilbert Burns fight? Ma- Maya. I have a Maya. Submission. I think he's gonna. He's Maya's going to do the submission. The the classic slide into the crotch. Give up. He, give up. Mount and then uh, yep. come back and win. He's a really good black belt. That's how they say it. <laughs> Purple belt. <laughs> Brown belt. I uh, I remember watching Damian Maya fight when we first became fans of the UFC, and I was like, "Holy shit, this guy is such an idiot." Shooting like this, giving up positions on guys, and then I would promptly see him oh. curl around the guy like a boa constrictor and just yeah. end up on like taking their back and end up behind them, just choking them out. I'm like, what the fuck? How does it happen? It it actually looks insane. It looks like he's a snake slithering around them, dude. It's super impressive. He's crazy. The way he just snakes stuff in and out, and before this fight gets underway, I'll be right back. Mason, let them know the tale of the tape. I'll just read it off. Hanato Moicano versus Demir Hadzovic. Yeah. Hanato Moicano. Weighed in half a pound heavier. He's a couple inches taller than uh, Hadzovic. It should be interesting. I don't think that's going to be a factor, though. A couple of inches of reach on Hadzovic as well. Joe Martinez. Bruce Buffer's not there. It's just not the same. You know, I really think that the fact that there there's no crowd is making a, is making a difference in these fights. It really does matter. It's just odd not seeing anyone. It's it's extremely quiet. Um, in some instances, it may actually be beneficial for the fighters because they can really hear their corners well. And it's bizarre to see um, because you can hear what the fighters are saying when they do talk. You can hear the corners really, really well. Um, oh, Hinato Moicano's a huge favorite. Minus 450 betting line. That's insane. I don't know how they arrived at that. But 13-1 is Moicano. So, we shall see how this takes place. I understand why they, they would put that. Moicano's no joke on the feet, and he's a black belt on the ground. So, he's skilled everywhere the fight goes. We'll have to see how it plays out here. First round is underway here. Okay. We are at 456, 55, 54, if you guys want to sync it up. Oh, huge right and a left immediately for Moicano. Moicano's got a, a clinch. He's already taken Hadzovic down. Never. That's not good uh, to be taken down that quickly. Oh, oh, Moicano to the back immediately. You never want a black belt body triangle. Boy, I think I was wrong. He's doing a good job of keeping Hadzovic's hips square. Oh, he's squ- oh, it's under the chin. It's done. It's done. We have a short choke. He's tapping. Dude, 40 seconds. Whoa. A lot of anger for Moicano. The fight's over with, and uh, they still want to keep fighting. Holy shit. They're in each other's faces after Hadzovic tapped. 
Wow. Very quick work for Hanato Moicano, though. Moicano clearly incensed about something. I don't know what it is. 40-second submission, though. Very mad. I don't know what he's mad about. Do you want to see? Yeah, we're going to mute the mics really quick. We'll see, apparently, what the reason for the scuffle was. Yeah, they're not exactly describing why they seem to be so mad at each other. Yeah. But a lot of there's still security presence in the octagon right now. They're both furious. Oh, he's talking to the corner of Hedsovig now. Walked over to the corner, started shit talking them. What's going on? What's going on with that beef? Forty second submission victory. I mean, goddamn, dude. Being aggressive as hell. You know, that was just quick work though. Hey, I guess you were wrong. Bam, dude. Well, I told you Moicano is a guy who is, he's, he's been flirting with the top 10, top five. He's just never won the big fight. You know what I mean? The to fight to be taken seriously as a contender in the division. I expected Hadzovic to have more takedown defense than that. Oh, yeah. It was immediate. Immediate. I don't even think he had a, a full body lock when he was taking down Hadzovic. I think he had a over-under 50-50 type setup and then went for a trip. To give you an example of what I'm talking about, Let's look at the the fights that Moicano's had to show you that like he's, he's been fourteen and three now or something like that. He's been knocking on the door, but let, let's look. He so he loses to Brian Ortega. Okay, no beats shame. Jeremy Stevens. Big win. Big win. Then beats Cub Swanson. Big win. About to be taken seriously, right? Yeah. Beats Calvin Cater. Huge win. He's really Calvin Cater is one of the most underrated fighters. But then right he gets now, right when he's tapping on the door to be taken seriously as a contender. Knocked out by Chang Sung Chung, round oh, one. Yeah, that's, uh, that's then he gets knocked out again by Jose Aldo. Jose Aldo's so fucking good, though. And that was his last fight, not, uh, knocked out by Jose Aldo. February 2nd of last year. Jesus, he beat he beat Hadzovic so quickly. Well, I told you he's a next-level guy. He just He just can't get that big win when he needs it. He is incensed. My guy's fired up, dude. Yeah, no kidding. Someone give him back his juice. So box. I think Damian Maya, for to to address Gamer's message there in the chat. I think Damian Maya is, is going to take out Gilbert Burns. Is going to take out Gilbert Burns, and then I think, um, I don't know. I think Charles Oliveira is probably going to snag another submission victory. That's what I would like to see. He is the most in the UFC right now, and I think he's really crafty on the ground. Not to mention Kevin Lee missed weight. So if I were a betting man, I would put it on the guy who missed weight because uh, history has a has a tendency to repeat itself. So people who miss weight usually do really well. Uh, but I hope not because I don't like when people are rewarded for uh, not doing their job. And Charles Oliveira, one thing that he's kind of adapted his style recently, and he's been doing a good job of it. Charles Oliveira used to try to always take it to the ground. Take it to the ground. Now what he's doing is he's almost doing what uh, Fabricio Verdum did to win the title, where Charles Oliveira dares you to take him to the ground. Charles Oliveira dares you to shoot on him. Yeah. He stands super tall, 
and throws bombs and yeah. headhunts you. He's fall. He's running at you basically, and this is where he's had a lot of success, success recently. And it's it's such a smart style because think about it. And unless uh, you're a Brian Ortega type, where you can find the way to get to your positions that you prefer. This is a genius way. Fabricio Verdum was genius in this too. Fabricio Verdum kept walking at Kane Velasquez, throwing bombs until Kane said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna shoot on him," and that's how he won the title. He shouldn't even fight, but he's gonna win, I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I we we talked about this, and I agree with you, gamer, uh, or Sven. If your opponent misses weight, when, fuck that. Exactly. There should be a clause in the contract where I don't. You don't have to fight if your opponent. Doesn't do the base requirement for their job. You show, you make weight, you fight. You showed up, but you didn't make the weight. And the only place where I think it'd be admissible is a short notice fill-in. Yeah. Where then the, you do a catch where, weight. Yeah. You agree. And also where that guy signs off on it. And he's yeah. like, all right, cool. I don't have to fight anymore. We do a catch weight now. Where, wherever you're comfortable. Because it's so unfair. It's so unfair to the guy's... Uh, who actually show up and win. Walker yeah. did lose a decision. Nikita yeah. Krylov was very crafty in that fight. So Johnny Walker comes out, <laughs> and he likes to stand on the outside and find those creative ways to knock you out and land those crazy strikes. But Nikita turned into an absolute dogfight. Got in close, forced the grappling, started paying dividends in the second round, and it was, it was just Nikita wearing Johnny down for the majority of the fight. Yeah. They okay, Tyron Woodley's fights are mostly boring, but they show the Josh Koscheck knockout every trailer, and I'm like, that is one of the craziest knockouts. That and the Robbie Lawler knockout were just insane. Very unexpected. I remember sitting there and just watching Lawler get clipped, and you're just like, what? Yeah, I'm really impressed with Kamara Usman because you just saw him totally neutralize Tyron. Oh, Tyron put Tyron completely on the back foot. Tyron looked like a ghost in that fight. Well, I think that's why in the welterweight division right now, if you're a welterweight, I would just say move up to 85 or go down to 55. <laughs> Dude, because, 55 is crazy. But welterweight, you have you have two guys at the top that I don't think are going to get beat only by each other for a very long time. I don't see anyone else beating Kamaru and Colby because of how strong their style is. We talked about that. That's probably the best style to have in mixed martial I arts. I desperately right now. want to see that rematch. Ah, oh, such a good fight! It was such a good fight, man. I desperately want to see that rematch. I, I still think Colby can uh, come on strong and pull that off. And after watching Leon Edwards' fights, I don't think he has the output to stop Kamara or Colby. I we'll just see. don't think he does. Those two fighters, like you were saying, it's a very difficult style. To I beat. really hope Tyron brings it to Leon and knocks him out. I'd love to see that. Or I'd like to see him grind grind Leon out. I'd be fine with that, too. I'd be yeah. fine with getting the takedown and I working I mean, him. If, if you rewatch that fight, um, oh, yeah, Colby was winning. It was very three close. To one in the, third. Uh, the fifth. Yeah, I agree. It was very close. Uh, the I had it is, scored for Colby. Yeah, it was, it was super close. He just needed to come out stronger in that fifth, and I think he would have had it. Unfortunately, he got stopped there. His jaw was all fucked up. But um, Quick stoppage, too. It was a very quick stoppage. What was I saying? We're talking about Tyron. Oh, yeah, Tyron. Yeah. Um, not like Kamara did a very good job, but Tyron did not look like himself at all. You can tell, yeah, and people love to, some people have trouble showing up. We've heard Brendan Chobb talk about it a lot. The being asleep at the wheel, being exactly just can't wake up. They're sitting in the back and they're like screaming, they're like, oh, just they're trying to get struggling to get into that next gear. And I think we saw that firsthand when Tyron was fighting. 
I've seen fire. It's not, and people were, I hate, I hated how people were going, well, how about you stop doing TMZ interviews and you focus on the gym? Because Tyron's a workaholic, man. Even if it was a decision they would have given to Kamaruk because he's the champ. Dude, we just talked about this. You should, when this comes out, this episode comes out on demand, you should go back like 10 minutes. We just got into that. I think it's ridiculous. That there's a different there's scoring a different system scoring for system championship for fights. You have to beat the champ uh, yeah, to be unstated. The scoring system It's change. not explicitly outlined, it's but ridiculous. we know that you know it's it's a thing. It's ridiculous. It's a thing. And it's it's a it kind of exists in boxing too where like especially with the commentators, man. You know, have you seen that in boxing with the commentators well they'll they'll be totally staring against the guy and you can tell the judges are like, well, oh, the champ clearly has this and it's only when the challenger wins like seven rounds in a row that they start to go whoa the challenge the champion's not looking too solid here yeah i mean boxing's so different it's so different yeah i really wish they would do this like in boxing they have those um scorecards that they throw up granted those are like commentators who are watching ringside scoring but it's usually pretty accurate it is i would say this though the problem oh that's what we're going to talk about I don't think the fighters should know the score going into the rounds. I don't think that should happen. Into the subsequent rounds? Yeah. Why? Because you're going to see worse fights. You just will. Why? You because can't just say it. That's not an argument. Most of the time, okay. Easy, bitch. I wasn't done. <laughs> well, that wasn't, you just will. No, you just will. And I'll explain why. I should say that. Yeah. Because you're just going to say, well, explain that. Yeah. When you are aware... Let's say you're both like at an equal energy level and you hear, oh, uh, you're down three rounds. Yeah. Or you're I, down two going into the third. Uh huh. The, the, no, the guy who's in the lead is not going for the finish. We've seen so many I times. I will, though. I will try harder. Will they? Yes. Will yes. they? Yes. Because a lot of yeah. fighters are you're told. Counting, no, no, you're no. counting on the person who's up to run around. Point right here. And then the person who's down to be okay. Most with, of the time, fighters know anyway. Most no, of the don't. time, most no, of the don't. time, no, listen, they don't. Listen, what a generalization. Listen, most of the time, the corners say, "Hey, we need you to yeah, get a finish here. Absolutely, we need you to get in there and get the finish." And guess what? The fighters do anyway, since they're tired. Corners do that since they're losing. No, they bullshit. do it a lot of the time. Are we going to? Yeah, pretend? but how accurate are the fucking corners? The corners say they how? give them advice to help okay. them lead to finishes every insane. single round. This is every insane, single man. round. It's insane to say that. Do you think the corners always going to? You tell me I'm four rounds up. You tell me I'm four rounds up. Guess what I'm doing? I'm laying and praying. All I know is that I could get this round. I can see this ground. Piece of shit. Boy. No, and it's then, a smart okay, fighter. Look, look, if you're up four rounds, congratulations. Why would your I take any now risk? your opponent needs to take all of the risk. And now we're going to see. They don't do it anyway. I'm saying. Because that you don't know. That's it what would I'm saying. Stay, no, it would stay exactly the same. Fighters can. Well, we got to try engage. it. We got to try it. No, I don't feel like that'd be good. I feel like <laughs> that'd be really bad. I, th- I feel like it'd be Part good. of the good part that spurs champions on in the later rounds and spurs fighters on the later rounds is, not is that they not don't know. Exactly. If Especially wrestlers. You're going to tell these wrestler fighters that, that, that they're up? Oh, my God. Now they're especially not going to go to improve position. Now it doesn't change their position. game plan. It doesn't change their game plan. No, no, no. At least then they would try to improve position and get some damage in. Now they're just going to go, well... I'll take him down, and even if I lose the round on him and striking you, me from guard, guess what? I still win the fight. Yeah, and guess what? If you can take somebody down when that person knows that they're down three rounds and hold them, 
You deserve to win. No, your opponent. It's the fact needs that to the, try no, harder. It's the your fact that the opponent knows. Harder. The opponent knows they're down, and that's what ends up getting them taken down most of the time. Because they're like, "Well, I have to go out there and try to throw random well, that shit and get o- oddly circumstantial, doesn't it? That you no. think that because people know in between rounds how the fight is progressing, that mm-hmm. you would assume that they're going to get taken down and held down. Your opponent deserves to know so that he can manage his energy output more effectively no and efficiently. Way. Why? No You're assuming way. the fight's going to be boring because someone's going to run away and it's going to stop all the action. There's so if many... I know that I'm down, I have to hunt for the finish or I I just concede the fact that I'm losing There's too much... and I'm going to cons- try with consistent effort it works, despite the fact that I'm losing. It works in different aspects of MMA, right? It works in grappling tournaments perfectly. Because if you know going into the third period that you're down by three points and you know you need to do... But I do know that. That's what I'm saying. You you know you need to do a three-point move. You need to to get those points. And you know the exact amount of time you have to do that. Why does that not work in fighting? Because it's a... First of all, it's a ten-point must system. So there's not a clear... There's not... Once you know you need a finish... Getting an MMA finish is way different than getting a certain amount of points in a grappling match or a certain amount. Yeah, of there are way more ways to knock somebody out. No, that's what I'm saying though. The risk is so. It's not just you that need the guy to take is that gonna risk because you're losing. It's a measure. You, okay. you incur that risk for it, losing. No, but in a grappling scenario, I know that there's some things you can do to respond. That I know that I'm not going to get finished. You're just going to get either more points or I'm going to get submitted. Whereas in fighting, you're literally telling the guy, go out there, throw caution to the wind, and No, you don't have to risk. throw caution to the wind. You need to incur Fighters more, don't do that. You incur more risk. You, if you, they don't. Course, they, they know full well going into the octagon that they could get knocked How out. How rare is it? How rare is it? We both watch a ton of fights. How rare is it that you see a fighter actually throw caution to the wind in the third round and go for the knockout? If they know they're losing, they will more. It is. They will more. So, they even when more. they know they do, it is so rare. How about this? What you're describing? This is what I want to happen. This is what I want yeah. to happen. They know the score going into each subsequent round, but but they they do away with this whole oh you get half of your money if you win and you get the other half. I mean you you get half for showing up and half if you win. Do away with that bullshit. Do away with that bullshit, and then let the fighters know the the score in between rounds. No. Okay. Even then, I like. Okay. Then there's even less of an incentive because now. Why do you think? Do you, why? Because now that we have fixed paychecks, what is with the now need that we for have all of this well, incentivization. Also, now that we have sick. Uh, now that we have. When, that's you even know worse how damaging. Because now we have even paychecks. Now I'm down four. I'm down four. I'm dead tired. Now you're gonna tell me to go try to get knocked out when I'm getting paid the same either way. Yeah, and guess that what? That is a terrible. No, it's not. Because if you get, if you lose twice, you're fucking gone. That's already you lose happening. Twice. Exactly, you're fucking gone. Yeah, most yeah. guys already know. Well, not if they're in a title fight. You're fucking gone. No, <laughs> I don't care. You're gone. <laughs> in your <laughs> UFC, yeah, they're gone. Yep, you're gone. Yeah, I mean, it's just come on. The fight that's about to kick off right now is Gilbert Burns and Damian Maya, and it's I think it's gonna kick off in like two or three minutes here. Like a minute. The guys are walking out to the cage right now, but on ESPN Plus, they don't like showing the walkouts, especially in an empty arena in Brazil. Okay, so they have a good idea of what the score is looking like in boxing, right? So wh- why they is it? They have a decent idea in MMA. Uh, it gets murkier. It does get murkier. <laughs> what the fuck are you saying? It's harder. What the fuck are you saying? <laughs> no, the cases that you're talking about, it's like, it's so bad. That'd be so bad because the fighter would also get probably discouraged if it's a very close fight. How sensitive let's do say, you think fighters are? I feel so discouraged. Let's say it's I'm a, losing. Well, no, let's They're going to try fucking... If you're down and you know, hey, 
You don't win. You don't have a hope. <laughs> okay, you're gonna be the speech warrior. Yeah. You don't knock him out. <laughs> you yeah. don't win the fight. You don't yeah. win the fight. You don't have a home. No, it's you don't knock him out. You don't, you don't win, win the, the fight. fight. You don't, you don't win knock the... him out. You don't have a home. Is it you don't knock him out twice? Yeah. Okay, whatever. You don't have a fucking home is the thing. Fair enough. I mean, here's the thing. It's like, it's tough, man. It's tough. Who's your favorite fighter? My favorite fighter, personally, if I had to commit to it, it'd either be Stipe's up there. I really like Stipe. I really like DC. Um, Ever or active? That's a... Both, both. I'm gonna ask you both questions. Who's your favorite fighter ever? Ever. And currently, who's your favorite active fighter? I wouldn't say GSP. I would say DC or Stipe. I'd either say active D- fighter. Active fighter. Mm, it's tough, man. I'd say probably Stipe or DC. Joe Lozon is always, always. He'll be like my fan favorite at the top. But if we're talking about guys that I like, I like their character. I like what they're about. Stipe and DC are at the top of that list. I really like uh, Cowboy. Cowboy. I was going to say, I never root against Cowboy. Cowboy's one of my favorite active fighters. My favorite fighter ever is Joe Lozon. Connor is sure. up there. I really like watching. I enjoy watching Connor. Connor I don't fight. like as a guy as much, no, no, but no. I watching him fight is like a He's amazing special to watch fight, his personality. Um, Keep it. I don't know about his personality. He's, it's mixed, man, because the guy, we've seen him grow up before our very eyes, so it's like we've seen every mistake the dude's made. DC's a, DC's a sweetie. DC you has done like the right DC. thing in every... Scenario, man. He's just a great guy. But definitely, uh, all time, my favorite fighter is Joe Lozon, for sure. Yeah, Joe is just a great guy. Noise? Is your phone on airplane mode, bro? Yeah, dead. It's mine. I turned it off airplane mode. Well, I turned mine off airplane mode, too. Still want to tell you. Oh. President Trump's coronavirus test is negative, says White House physician. Oh, we're sad. No, no coronavirus here. That's wrong. Now I, here, you know, we move the studio into a bunker. Stipe, my Croatian. That's why bro. we're. That's why we're st- safe. Mine is Adesanya right now. Oh, oh. Adesanya is so. He's so tough to like. It's so hot or cold, right? Because there's no, some he things he does that are super he's, cool. He seems pretty cool, but he leaves no room to have a fan. He says so much good shit about himself. He says so much good shit about himself that he leaves no room for a fan to root for him. He just takes it too far, man. He's like, I'm the best ever. No, like, you don't even deserve to eat my shit. And then as a fan, you're just like, yeah, what you said about yourself. It's like LeBron going, I'm the best of all time. And then his fans are just like, yeah, I agree. It's like, yeah, I, I want to see root for. I like, I love as a fan. No, I wait, want to be hold like, on. You're hold awesome. On. Yeah, way to go. I'm proud of you. You're killing it. I like, and the, and then as a fighter, mm. you just keep working. You're like, I'm doing my best. No, okay, I'm trying wait, to make the fans no, proud. Wait, wait, wait. He's conceded. I like when Adesanya does the interactions with other fighters. That's his best work. When he's talking about himself, that's when I don't like him. But when he's interacting, he's like Connor level when it comes to interacting with other fighters. With other fighters, and then he talks about his he own performance. Kills and it is hard. To, it makes my but ears bleed. there's a lot of stuff that he does that's cool. I love his walkouts. I like the energy. Yeah. I like... The showmanship's cool. But then he talks oh, about how nobody could touch him. And it's just that's like... A bit, that's a bit of a stretch. It doesn't completely turn me off to him. It just makes me... I didn't it gives say, me pause. I didn't say it, it completely turns me off. You said it makes it hard for you to root for it him. It does. <laughs> I have no problem rooting for him. It's just that it's... When it comes up... When he comes against certain other fighters, where I feel like they do that a bit less... I'd be rooting against him. Like, if he was going up against uh, a Robert Whitaker, a guy that's just a wholesome guy, I would probably go for him. But, you know, 
Adesanya does bring yeah. flavor. Here's the thing. Here's our, like, when he says no one can touch him, it, it makes me be like, That's oh, good, though. I, I mean, want to see how you react when someone well, does. Well, think about, like, Muhammad Ali, though, right? Isn't that, like... I didn't like that either. Well, no. Isn't that also, like, half of the excitement that they bring, though? They they make guys like you mad, and they make guys who like the swag and the flexing. They bring that... Like, that's why Connor... That's why Connor was liked, too, and that's why he was also hated. That's what makes it exciting. But at the same time, I agree with you. And I think that that's good that he it's, makes you mad. He's more along the lines of a Floyd Mayweather where I'm watching and I'm like, I am watching to see you lose. But he's so good, it's like, it's tough. He did beat Whitaker, I know. Here's the thing I was too, rooting for Whitaker in that fight, though. And here's the thing, too, right? Uh, and here's where I think he's not as good as Connor yet. You look at Connor, and Connor sleeps people. Like, he's knocking people out. Yeah, but Adesanya's it, had two fights right now. I've seen... I agree. All of his fights have been gangbusters, except there have been two I'll fights... I'll have to see how... There have been two fights where I didn't necessarily like his performance. Yeah, I, I didn't like his performance against Romero at all. Who? Adesanya. This is a and shitty I, fight. This is one of the worst title fights and, of all time. Okay, and I also didn't like his performance... You're uh, making me miss this fight. Yeah, you threw me off now, and now I'm focused on... Oh, wow, hold on a second. Go, 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 talk, 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 talk. <laughs> oh, fuck. What was the other Adesanya fight? I wasn't happy with his performance. Oh, Anderson Silva. I thought b both of those fights were very boring. Not nearly as exciting as people sold them to be. Technically, yeah. oh, of course, technically he's at the top. And I think he's still at the top. Just in terms of personality, he's like two or three in the UFC. I'm curious right to now. see how he's going to react when he loses a fight because Conor McGregor talks the talk and he t generally walks the walk, but when he lost, he was very humble. Yeah, I and think he, I think Adesanya will be too. Was respectful. In Here's losing. the thing, Adesanya when he gets like poetic, that's when he makes those statements that anger you. But when you it listen, doesn't anger me. It no, just but, leaves no room for me to be a fan but, when you say such amazing things about yeah. yourself. And I, it's okay if you talk about how you're going to beat up somebody else. But when you jerk yourself off the whole time and you're like, I'm the best to ever do it. Nobody could ever touch me. These guys aren't even close to my level. And you just keep saying all this shit about you and not how you're going to dismantle somebody else. Talk about the other guy. Yeah. If you Talk about the other guy. I will say Addison. Say I'll yeah. knock him out in three because I see X, Y, and Z. Not... Um, I don't know. I'm really feeling myself right now. It just sounds I will say, gross. When he leaves the trash talking, which is one of his best assets, so I'm not saying to leave that behind. Technically, of, cor of course he's at the top, technically. Also, yeah, but also when he does his analysis of fights, he's actually surprisingly realistic. My, and my qualms well, are with his... Dude, you speak in paragraphs. Well, yeah, exactly. Let it go. Well, no, I'm saying when Adesanya actually does his analysis of fights... Oh, Burns is the... Oh, shit. Damien Maia's done. Knocked out by Gilbert Burns. Totally missed that fight. But uh, what I was saying was when Adesanya actually breaks down fights and he does his analysis, he's actually very fair and accurate with his yeah. opponents and with other matchups. Burns is done. Damian Maya had him in danger fight. too. Super close. Damian Maya had his back. Super close until it wasn't. Oh, shit. Bink, left hook. Yeah, that's a good stoppage. That's a good stoppage. Yeah. It's done. Bink. Oh, fuck, dude. Gilbert perfectly placed left hook. It was a perfectly placed. And you can tell Damien was out because he's got his guard passed like that, dude. Jesus. In two seconds, yeah. Oh, done. It was right on the button. It was right on the button. Yeah. But yeah, to address your comment, de definitely it's undeniable that he's at the top when it comes to striking technique. What about what I said? <laughs> Did you hear exactly? Which paragraph? <laughs> I was watching this fight. Paragraph 2A or 2B? <laughs> 
Well, you didn't. I'm saying when <laughs> let he, me flip back to page seven. When he doesn't, <laughs> when he doesn't trash talk and he gives his analysis of fights, he's actually very of his own fights. No, I have yeah, other matchups. Yeah, that's fine. Other matchups. He's actually very accurate. Definitely, he's like Chael Sonnen. He's a student he of the game. He understands it. He can be insightful. Yeah. But when he talks about himself, all he sees is him. Isn't that Connor though? Like, no, Connor talks. He picks rounds. He's gonna knock out other people, and he says, "You're not going to do shit." He doesn't sit there and he says, like, "I'm the shit." He literally says, "I'm the shit." <laughs> this is some equivocation and some favoritism. I think you don't like Israel Adesanya though, because he's more disrespect. He's but it's Connor was disrespectful with it. We just like Connor because he was the establishment now. I I suppose, but for some reason, I don't know what it is because I see where you're coming from drawing a comparison. Me too. I have the same thing for in my head. For some reason, like, it's it feels as though Connor is putting on a show, and it feels like Connor's earned a bit more of it. Yes, definitely, and it feels that way. But then when Israel Adesanya says it, it feels as though he really believes. Like, it feels as though he's genuinely conceded, and it feels like Connor's playing a character to sell a fight. And I feel like Connor McGregor talks about his opponent and his opponent's deficiencies more than he talks up his own yeah. game. Connor talks more shit than he does. And he's like, I'm a god at, king. Look at my lines. I'm a god king. You He'll can't touch me. He'll just say he's the best. I'm the and best. He's like, none of you guys can fucking touch me. And then he explains why you can't why touch you him. Why you can't touch him. Where Rather at a sign, he goes, like, my distance control, yeah. my everything. He's like, I move different. Yeah, let me be your fan. Let me. Other people should talk you up. Exactly, and it's also like, uh, it's the LeBron thing, right? Because it's like, I want to talk about how good you are, but when you say you're a god, it makes it hard for me to... Root for you. And also tell people like, oh, this is why he's really good, because now I'm like, well, now I don't want to... Yeah, I, if I say I don't the best, feed I have your to ego, cite yeah. LeBron. And also you feed into that, like, that ego shit, and it's like, oh, I get it. People don't like doing that. Um... Who do you think's next for McGregor? Gaethje? Not if McGregor wants to be the champion again. I do. I don't know. I think he actually beats Gaethje. You think? Look at Dustin Poirier fighting uh, Gaethje. I think Connor takes the exact same. I think it's super dangerous. I think Connor McGregor wins that matchup, but it's dangerous. All these fights that are all these Gaethje's super dangerous, but all these fights that are lined up for him at lightweight are dangerous. If he pulls out the Poirier rule book and just goes right by that, I think Connor does pretty much the same thing to Gaethje. I agree. I agree. Takes him to the body, takes him to the head, and knocks him out. Here's the thing we've seen with Gaethje too: his chin is slowly. Gotten worse. Slowly gotten worse in yeah. the UFC, man. Because he's... Look at his each of his fights. So, they take so much damage. Ooh, man. That was a rough, rough hook. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's a knockout. Poor Damian Maya. Um, that, that Romero fight was shit. Which fight? The, the Whitaker-Romero fight or the Romero-Adesanya fight? Both were shit. I think Whitaker-Adesanya... Um, not Whitaker-Adesanya, I'm sorry. I think Whitaker-Romero, Romero won that, and they didn't give it to him because he missed weight. And then um, Romero-Adesanya was just a fucking snooze fest. I think that was the second worst title fight of all time. It was one of the worst, man. It was just watching it, I was like, oh, man. I got bummed because I was like, oh, they're both going to lose fans. Even... Even I was like, oh, they're both going to yeah. lose fans. And I realized, like, oh, Israel's not going to... He's not going to... Both guys didn't want to fall into the other guy's traps. And when you have a fight like that, it usually fucking sucks. Yeah, and then you see during the press conference, everybody's putting the onus on uh, Romero. And it's really both of them. It's both. It's both it's guys. Both. And then people who are blaming Adesanya, I'm like, you're wrong, too. It's, it's both. both guys. If you it's, don't mention both when explaining why that was a shitty fight, it's like it's, when you put it's like when you put a counterpuncher against Anderson Silva. You're about to have the most boring fight of all time. Yeah, get ready. 
two counter punchers who they're like, oh, I'm not going to throw and fall into your trap. Well, I'm not going to throw and fall into your trap. All right. So now I just we're going to just chill here and throw distance strikes that barely land. But uh, coming up, we have the main event of the evening. Charles Olivier versus Kevin Lee. Charles Olivier with the heavy dye job. Looks good. I'm not mad at it at all. I was going to say it looks way better than his other hair. Looks better than um, fucking Johnny Walker's. Johnny Walker came out, came out with the he looked like a like a, a goth bass player. Shit, dude. He looked like someone who calls uh looked like he was ready his for pets kids. Yeah, he looked like he was ready for warp tour. Yeah, he looks down, like he down, calls down. his dog a fur baby. Oh my god, come That's on. Bullshit. I think he looked more like if you put him in like leather with tassels, dude, he could be a guitar player. He could be a guitar player. Maybe bass. Bass is more his speed. No. He's more of a bass guy. He looked like he should be wearing a pussy hat. <laughs> he looked ridiculous. Well, they are uh, open for jobs right now for columnists at BuzzFeed. He yeah. couldn't. He could have. I up. wonder why. How dare you? How dare you? I want to see ten friends memes that'll totally make me laugh. I like yeah. those. Which friends character are you? Yeah, you know what? They should stick with that and not. Really I think. Give I their think. Political opinions. I think I'm a Ross, but I'm probably a Chandler. I think Dude, Peloton is literally it's I think a, Peloton bikes. Rachel. Peloton bikes are elitism. It's elitism fitness. It bothers me so much. Why? It's just cycling. No, because it's people buy a two twenty two hundred dollar bike that has a two thousand dollar year membership. It's something ridiculous. The membership for the classes is like five hundred dollars a year. It's insane. A gym membership is way more expensive. No, but the thing is, if you don't pay the five hundred dollars for the bike, guess what? What? You can't you like you don't use like I don't think you can use it for like just steady surely state you stuff. can still use it. It blew me away. Surely you can still when use I it. found I think you have to sign up no, for the membership. I bet you can still use the bike. It blew me away. You you think they shut your bike down? No no no. It's more so like pay? it'll just like I don't know. It's just not good. I just think you don't get the live classes. Well, you don't get the classes. Period. It's just a it's just a bike. Then you just paid twenty two hundred dollars for like a bike you could have gotten for four hundred. Oh, well, I don't think the people who buy it are sweating cash. That's my thing. I don't think they're like, oh, no. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's elitism. It's literally like, I can afford to just buy this bike. Okay, that's... anyone who can afford nice things is an elitist. Yeah, a little bit. Eat the rich. Well, no, not only that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I should be a columnist. Yeah, I know. No, 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 you sound like, like it. It's annoying. You need to redistribute that wealth. No. You could have paid for four no. little babies' What I'm saying dinners. is actually, if you Put have the money, bike. you could have gotten a better quality bike that just didn't have the fun classes. Because it's... All this shit that's created for rich people is like, well, I know you don't like working out hard. So How do you know? How do you know? Look at Peloton. What a generalized... Rich people don't like to work out hard. You know I would I mean. argue they like to work the hardest. You they know, made all the no, fucking money. You know what I mean? You know, like, the privileged people. You know what I mean? The privileged oh, people. Come on, dude. <laughs> What are you come talking on, about? dude. Who are you? I don't know you anymore. <laughs> it's the people who sign up for, like, Orange Theory. Because they're like, I want to be... Orange I want to be... No, yeah, because I want to be on rails. And I don't... I want to pay people... All of these professional fighters and professional athletes have coaches and trainers. Do you know why? Because they work out so often they don't have to plan it themselves. They want to arrive at the gym. What am I That's doing today, Chief? Though, because How? their workouts are so hard that they need someone to Sometimes step in Sometimes people and are busy them. and they don't yeah. want to have to. Orange Theory is not so hard that you need the trainer there. It's that you don't want to. You don't, you don't want to plan it. Exactly. No, not only do you not want to plan it, you don't want to have to. You just want people to put everything in place and then you work hard. What's wrong with that? And you're working you're hard. You're paying for no, it. No, but the thing is that Orange Theory. 
You don't even have to work what hard. What an odd stance to have. You don't even have to work Did hard. Did you get fired from Orange the, Theory? I know. Not even that. At Peloton, you don't even have to work hard on the bike. No one's forcing you. How do you know? Have you used a Peloton Where bike? is MMA You fighters? big cycler? Is it easy for you? <laughs> what are you talking about? Come on, dude. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah. See, <laughs> you're, so, you're so bad. People are going to know exactly what I'm talking about with Peloton and Orange Theory. And you will be the one. You are the, you're the one. You're the guy. That's you're fine. the guy. You've Peloton, you've Orange hey, Theory. I will be on this island by myself laughing at all of you. You no, freaks. No way. <laughs> yeah. No. Anyway. Kevin Lee looking <laughs> Kevin Lee looking fat full, face. I was gonna say full, full in the face. <laughs> <laughs> He's filling out those pants. Maybe he needs to go up to an exercise, get the husky cut. Dude, he always has MRSA on his chest. Always. Oh my god. That Gregor Gillespie knockout just is actually hard to watch. In case you have a friend who is like, you know, maybe I'll do I'll give him a May a shot. I'll give him a May a shot. <laughs> I'll try MMA. No. Just send him that knockout. Gregor Gillespie is an amazing fighter. And he will be different now. Yeah, his family will notice a difference. Easy. He's not gonna. He's not gonna be like. Oh. <laughs> he's not gonna be eating soup and it starts to fall out of his mouth. I bet he had to eat he's soup still for a while. <laughs> he's so Dude, bad. He got knocked dead. He's so bad. Yo, maybe he does Peloton. He'll <laughs> get better. It'll speed his recovery. Oh, you're a fucking sure. goof. <laughs> I swear to God. Damn, son. Charles Oliveira has been looking really good recently. It's gonna, it's this is gonna be a very interesting matchup. See what I'm saying though? He's just like a marauder. He's coming forward. Yeah, he doesn't have to worry about getting taken down. He's begging dudes to. Not only is he not worried, he's begging you. Everybody knows my jujitsu is good. Oh wow, he just sneaks those wow. skinny arms, dude. It helps out so much. I still need to improve my striking. Yeah, he's good. He's crazy. Jujitsu is so it's bad. It's the best martial art. Debate. It's the most effective. I don't think that's up for debate. No, definitely. I not. feel like there are some jujitsu. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's some jujitsu guys though who are like, I was like, where are you? Are you reading? You know something? what I mean though. His I've brain seen, was no, melting. I've watched some jujitsu tournaments though where I'm like, this guy just does jujitsu and he's in a position right now where if it were a real fight, you know those guys who like. There are some positions that definitely exactly. vulnerable to strikes. And a lot of people's game like. Especially when you watch some tournaments, you're like, you should do some wrestling. You have to manipulate it for MMA. And also, not yeah. Undeniably. And also, not only that, but I think I it's... think wrestling is something that's often ignored. <sighs> and when you use it in tandem with jujitsu, like look at guys like Gordon Ryan, Gary Tonin, who were use married, them in tandem. That's what I'm talking about, though. When I say jujitsu, I'm speaking more about like submission grappling in general because jujitsu and wrestling marry so well together that if you're not like a re uh, an, a submission grappling fighter. Dude, you're risking too much in my book. That's what I'm saying. And we've seen, look at Abu Dhabi. Look at those places where those those guys from Europe, the wrestlers, will learn jiu-jitsu defense, and they'll win. They fuck people up. That's yeah. what I'm saying. But if you can combine the two, you're unstoppable. We've seen it's that. It's tough. Those are the most dangerous guys that you run into on the street. It's, it's Way more dangerous than just you're some in danger. boxer. You're in danger. If you duck under a right and he grabs your waist, uh-oh. Uh <laughs> We've seen that on the street. How many times? Even the World Star, they're starting to catch up. Even the World Star community. No, because but I think people, you've, seen a lot of, you've seen a lot of ducking strikes and then fucking hip-tossing guys to but people, the moon. I do, I do agree that boxing is definitely the best if you have to take on multiple combatants at once. It's the only, it's the only way. one where if you got three guys and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> have you seen that clip of Zion Williamson fighting five guys? Well, it's, it's different when you're the green giant. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Let me tell you, though, his boxing, he knocked out 
he knocked out all five, but he did knock out of the five like yeah. three of them f- like multiple times. Like where he was dropping them, he would just their go heads, pink, their head bounces off the concrete go, exactly. and then they spring back up. <laughs> they would go oh, and, yeah. and then they'd be on Queer Street and he'd be like back up, back up, and they'd come again and, <laughs> and he'd go pink and they'd just go <laughs> just automatically like a top that falls down because they're Cause top heavy. They're less than half his size. Exactly. As long as they, they he would just push him and he would be like, bro, please stop. And then they'd come and he'd go. Oh uh, shit! Bink, and he just like a little one. He he'd, he'd barely throw it. It'd be like out here, and he'd just go. Uh, uh, and the guy would go. Mm, well, yeah, over. as long as they adhere to societal norms and they don't bite his fingers when he pushes yeah. on their face, stay away. It's insane. It's like one of those uh, little cartoons where the older brothers pushing on the little kid's head, and he the little kid's like extending his arms and can't reach. That's when you hear those stories about like the karate black belt who gets jumped by five guys, but since they're good at controlling distance and they have decent boxing, yeah, you're gonna get pieced up. It's dicey. We well, gotta be all the way in or all the way out. It's still, when you're fighting five guys, if those five guys lose. know what they're doing, you're gonna lose. The only yeah. time those we hear those stories about like one guy kicking five dudes' asses, surprise, or they don't know what they're doing. They have no idea. Yeah, they're they're the guys who are like pulling up their pants to square up. <laughs> I love that. Those guys always get knocked out. Now it's the guy who already has like a belt on, and he just starts like get. He's immediately in a stance. You're like, oh shit, I shouldn't yeah. have fought this the, guy. Like, it's like the Kevin Hart bit where the guy Dude, hopped out of his exactly, car and started slapping his thighs, stretching, <laughs> slapping his thighs. Dude, I'll call off a fight. If I was about to get into a street fight and I see a guy like actually doing some stuff where I'm like, uh, I'd be like, you win, buddy. I'm out of here. your spot now. Hey, I'll, I'll just, burn more calories parking in the say. back anyway. <laughs> Jog it up. <laughs> I'll, that's what I'm saying. You just got to dip. Yeah, I mean, there you go. That's Ooh, definitely yeah. some s- illegal as fuck. Some spammeroni there. I think you can access it in the restream chat. I can't. I think you can. There's an arrow next to his name. For sure. Oh, there we go. Perfect. Can't you can't be doing that here in our chat. That's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Redirecting people to your page. Yeah out of here. You get out. You're gone. Kevin Lee coming to the cage dancing again. Uh oh. This is the part I didn't like. Joe Rogan said he doesn't like when he sees Kevin Lee dance and come into the cage. He likes to see him calm, taking it easy. There we go. Yeah, fuck that guy. Didn't even look at his name. <clears throat> going to be very interesting to see. Miocic versus DC3. I don't think that fight happens, but if it does, who wins? It absolutely happens. You think it happens? I don't think it happens. Why I think uh, Miocic wins. You think Cormier is going to wrap into the sunset? He should. He should, but he, I think he'll come back, and I think he'll get stopped by Stipe again. Yeah, he should. I don't see him winning. I think Stipe is going to come in even better, and now he's going to know. Because the thing is, he found that out in the fight to go to the body. He found that out mid-fight. Now if he has a camp <coughs> to train around that and know like where weakness is, potentially. And that's not to say DC can't make adjustments, but I think uh, he should retire. I think he's over the hill. Yeah, he just looks in. Which is no slight against DC. He's in his. He's forty. I mean, it's amazing that he's been able it's, to fight yeah, exactly. as well. Yeah, It's crazy that he's been. At, yeah, it's crazy that he's been fighting at this level for so long. Oh man, I really am rooting for Charles Olivier. So here. hard, right? Every time I look at him, I'm like, "You didn't make weight." <laughs> it sucks too, because I like Kevin Lee. You guys have heard me say this. It's cheating. I was really hoping that he would. It's not only you broke really the contract that you agreed to, but. It, you're cheating now. It's unfortunate. It's definitely unfortunate. 158. That's two and a half pounds off. 
It's not that close, dude. That's not that close, my guy. It's not. And it's probably two and a half solid pounds, which makes a fucking difference. Of course it does. And I don't think he, yeah. That's him cutting. He cut to that. He's going to rehydrate. That's just insane. Jones versus Mio just needs to happen. Agree. I agree. I'd really want to see that. Retweet. I think that's going to be a fight that Retweet. would blow the doors off. And I think, you know, you, you have a lot of similar attributes between Reyes and Stipe. I think the in the, terms of boxing. The John Jones that fought Dominic Reyes at heavyweight loses some fights. I think he loses to Stipe. He loses some I think fights. Stipe pieces I don't know him up if John, in boxing. I don't know if John is just fighting to not lose or if he's lost a step well, or what, but he is not looking like the world beater we saw. Do you saw. think John Jones can take down Stipe? Yeah, he can. I think I Stipe think is going to get back up. I don't think he can take Stipe him down. Stipe is going to get back up, though. I don't even think he can take him down. He definitely guess. can. You think so? John Jones can take down Stipe 100%. I need to look up He's who's... John Jones, bro. What is happening? That is, I mean, it's like... Watching the Rise fight, though, I was like, the first three rounds, you're like, this guy is mortal. That John loses at heavyweight, though. That guy's mortal, man. I don't know exactly which fights he loses, but he will lose if he continues to fight it at heavyweight. I think he he might lose a rematch to Dom. That rematch needs to happen. The fact that it's not going to be immediate is a fucking crime. Yeah, the fact that he's going to fight Jan is actually some bologna sandwiches, dude. Let me tell you. Because Jan, I mean, dude. I just, I don't know. I'm not getting out of bed for that. He kind of lost, lost the killer. killer yeah, he's fighting for points now. Yeah, he looks like he's fighting for points. He's fighting not, not to only, lose. He's fighting not to lose, and it looks like he's not as sharp as he once was when on the test. Whereas before, we used to see John like, T- I'm ch- taking it to you, and I'm trying to finish you or fuck you up bad. Now it's like, I'm going to mess up your game, and I'm going to win. Yeah, it's almost like he's not on steroids and cocaine. <laughs> Dude, get him back on the coke. If he'll fight better on coke... Coke's not a performance-enhancing drug. Yeah, it is. I don't care. I don't care. It's like Lawrence Taylor. Let him do Coke. I don't give a shit. Coke is like... That's like one where it's like, is that really going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back? I'm fine if athletes do cocaine. I'm not. (laughs) I'm fine with them smoking weed. That's different. Um, What? I mean, come on. Come on. What? Let's let him do it. Okay. What's next? Crystal meth? Yeah, a little bit. Just a little bit. Just one rock. Not too much. Oh, is that all? <laughs> Jesus. Man. They come People out, are supposed to look up to They these come out, at, they have the meth face, they have the meth face of doing this before look, the fight. Yeah, he's got pits on his face. <laughs> Fucking four teeth. Yeah. But the fight is underway. See how he's Charles Olivier is already standing straight up. He is. Please, head movement. Walking down. Oh! Flying front kick from Charles Olivier. Coming right at Kevin. Kevin Lee's reaching with that right hand. I am worried because Charles' ch- chin is... Oh! Front kick to the face! Hit him with the karate kid. Charles Oliveira looking good so far. Oh, Kevin Lee I'm going to need good. head movement from Charles Oliveira. I'm going to need some head movement. I'm going to need him to tuck his chin. Very interesting here early on. How tall is Charles Oliveira? He's, he's tall, man. Very, very wide, very wide stance for Kevin Lee. The fact that Charles Oliveira ever made 45 is fucking insane. Doesn't make sense. It's crazy. He looks so much healthier here. Yeah, Coke is cheating. I was obviously trolling Sven. It's all good. (laughs) I don't think they should do Coke. It's cheating, though. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. The jab is oh nice drop for that takedown. Whoa, and he did it. That's the chair jump, dude. 
reversal. Oh, he's so good. Charles Oliveira get up, is Kevin. so fucking Kevin, good. get up. You do not want to be there, Kevin. Kev, Kev, roll, Kev. Kev, get out of there. Oh, reap teal hook here. A reap teal hook. Reap and heel hook. Break it. Break the leg. Kevin's got to get out of there. He knows it, too. He's trying to get out. Break the leg. Dude, Charles Oliveira is a fucking beast. You got it. Oh, Kevin Lee. Don't stay on top. Get out of there. You got to wait until you get more slippery. You're dry right now, dude. He is. It's so dangerous right now. There's a very high possibility that he gets. Oh, he nice stepped. defense from he's Kevin Lee. He's giving up his back. He's giving up his back. No, he's not. He is. If he gets a seatbelt here. This is this is dangerous. Hold on. He's attacking the neck. All he has to do is get a seatbelt grip, and he can slip that very leg out. Very awkward position. How how often do you see this position? Steps over. That's exactly what he needed to do. But now he can go to a deep half sweep here, which he is right now. He gets the leg again. Dude, jiu-jitsu is so fucking slick. Dude, that's unreal. His transitions are like right, right to the next position. He's moving from a position. Oh, shit. He needs to be careful there, though. Oh, shit. That does not feel good. He needs to clear that knee line. He's pretty much out now. He's trying to grab. Oh, whoa. I've never seen. This is some high level shit here, dude. Dude, look how his leg is bent. That's <sighs> unnatural. I would hurt a lot. My knee, dude. I'd be. Look, at, look at his leg. Ah! Oh, I'd be feeling that. Oh, Charles Oliveira has got one of Kevin Lee's legs pinned in half guard and Kevin Lee bent the opposite way. And he's like, fine. Oh, he's with keeping it. his hips. Like he's so trying that, to keep, keep his hips square to Charles. So that the knee is not really. He's trying to keep like he's keeping his hips so that the knee is not actually torqued as much as it. Yeah, looks but like oh, it is. now his leg is free. He's out, he's now out. his leg is free and he's passing. Oh, great. Wait, wait. Wow, look at that wrist guard. control, bro. Oh, he's just about to throw up a triangle. He's setting up a triangle right here. Oh, oh, he almost got it. And he uses using it to sweep. He's got the triangle. Oh, Kevin Lee slipped out at the last second. Kevin Lee's starting to. Kevin Lee's taking the back. Charles is turning in. Charles is better on the ground. He's one step ahead in all these transitions. Kevin Lee, though, is impressive. Though. He's doing a good job of not getting caught. That's what I'm saying. Like you can tell, Kevin Lee's a very high level grappler yeah. as well. Foot to bicep. Oh Got him. shit! Oh, Ke Kevin did a good job of jamming his second arm through. Wow! I Hold love on. it. I love grappling. Ah! Kevin actually, Kevin actually is fine. He's comfortable here on the ground with Charles. This is odd. Wait, and now Charles is looking to stand up and sweep. Hold on. Nice back step pass there. That was very slick. Let's see if Kevin can get his leg out. Oh, he did. Looks like he has it out. Way to elevate. Oh, sh oh shit. Oh, shit. Two very good punches there. Wow, man. From Kevin Lee. Very impressive by Kevin here. Who won this round? When you're in... Jesus. Dude, when you're on top of a guy like that, and you're actually able to defend against his attacks, how many guys have we seen do this to Charles Oliveira? I don't know. That now, is now that very... we're going to the second round, it's going to be harder and harder to lock up a submission as they get sweatier. That right. is... I am so impressed by the level... How the about level... Charles throwing up three triangles? But the ability of Kevin Lee did not get phased by it. Yeah. I thought eventually... Any other fighter, 
I think in the lightweight out, division would have pulled up, up stand up, and yeah. like get back up. Yeah. Kevin stayed down. Yeah. And in the midst of all those attacks, him constantly taking his leg, he was like, all right, no, we're good. We're good here. That was that was interesting. Hold on. He just wasn't worried about getting heel hooked. Staying calm and uh, calm in there. Now let's see. Does he have Frost Sahabi in his corner, dude? He might not. Yeah, I don't think Frost wanted to be in that corner knowing he missed weight. Maybe, <clears throat> maybe he didn't go to try to start to finish up this camp. Maybe he just did it all in Vegas. See, see, these are the two very nice punches there. I know the striking coach that he has right there is the one from uh, Vegas. Oh really? Yeah, it's the one the, that Nagano uses. The PI or he, the guy like works out of the PI. He either works out of the PI or works at a gym and then does all of his training at the PI. Oh okay. He does work with Francis Nagano too. He holds mitts at the PI all the fucking time. His name is like Bobby D or something like that. Second round here underway. Four forty nine, forty eight, forty seven. Oh, nice right hand over the top. Definitely don't do that. Nice. Wow, spinning, back spinning attack the from Charles Oliveira. <clears throat> Download DAZN. DAZN is actually pretty good with the amount of like free fights they give out. I've been watching a lot of boxing oh, nice free fights that they've Oliveira. put up there. And the boxing highlights DAZN cuts together, man, are fucking thrilling to watch. Yeah, I heard they stepped up the promotion. Too they really did. The like the, the amount of like production quality they're putting in is pretty impressive. These guys are fucking trading, dude. They are. This is insane. Holy shit. Olivier is not afraid at all, no, though. His right striking now. has gotten better, for sure. Like I told you, too, look at how he's standing up like that, though. He does not care if you try to take him down. That's why, and that's what's so good if you have a submission rap grappling game, dude. You, then you have the chance to develop your striking without worrying about other aspects. You can put so much pressure on. Oh, he just clipped Kevin. I think he has Kevin he just, hurt. Yeah, he just he clipped Kevin. Kevin. Hurt. He, he just Kevin hit him hurt. with a. He just hit him with an uppercut and then a straight. I don't know right. which punch hurt Kevin, but he has Kevin hurt. Here. Oh shit! Kevin's slowing down too. Kevin here. slowed way down. He's hurt. Something hurt Kevin. He might have broken his orbital or something. But Kevin is slowed down considerably. Yeah, this is interesting. Yeah. And Olivier's on him, dude. He's on his ass. Oh, a front kick to the face again. Kevin Lee switching stances. Dude, why is he slow, slow? He missed weight. Maybe something happened. He looks gassed. I don't know. It's super weird. See how slow oh, he is? Oh, he's hurt. He's hurt. He got clipped again. Olivier clipped him again. Look, he can barely keep his hands up. Oh, Great take. perfectly timed. Perfectly timed takedown, but this is not where you want to be when you're this tired. He's the armbar, 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 switching to an omoplata. Switching to an omoplata, sitting up, sitting up. Oh, switching to a triangle now. He's got him in the triangle. It's done. It's always oh, popped nope. out again. This is, see, they're so slippery. But if he stays down here, he's going to get submitted. No, I think he's good here, actually. No, he's I think he's submitted. better here than he, on the feet. He was getting diced he's, up. It's bad for Kevin everywhere he goes right now. Kevin's in a Oh, lot this of is good. This is good. I'm telling you. Kevin looked better on the top. On the ground he than he did got, on the feet. He almost got submitted right there. I don't know oh, what for we sure. were seeing. Yeah, no, he was not He was not in nearly as much trouble as you think. He almost got caught in an arm bar. Yeah. He was like two he seconds away out. from tapping. He got out. No, he was not. He got out. The arm was You're straight. Out of your mind. The arm You're was out straight. Of your mind. He got out. This is better he, for him than on the feet. This I is guarantee this it. position here. No, no, no. Before it was. Oh, you want to rewind the tape and we look at what was happening standing? When he was in a fully stretched out arm Do you bar. want to see what was happening when he was standing? Yeah, he was getting pieced up there too. Both mm. bad. This is good. This is good. 
here. The ground was better, was it not? This position right here is better. I'll give you that. He's buying sustained, time now. Sustained. Okay. See what I got to deal with, folks? <laughs> He's just hanging on for dear life here. It's fine. I can explain more about how I'm right if you'd like. Right now, he's tiring out Olivier because on the feet, Charles was not phased at all, and he was not respecting the power of Kevin Lee at all, at all. <clears throat> and see, the thing is, Kevin was able in the first round to survive the first onslaught of submission attempts, and then guess what we saw at the end of the round? Hey, this needs to get stood up. Guess right? what we saw at the end of the round? Kevin's not. Oliveira stopped throwing up attempts, and now what are we seeing in the second round? Olivier is not throwing up attempts after he, he defended the first barrage of them. He got through to a better position. Now he's able to start working his game. We're seeing totally. This is how you get judges who score fights totally differently. Yeah. Every time Charles is in a, he's in a position to throw up attempts, he is multiple times. Right now, Kevin got to half guard from a takedown, and now he's holding on for dear life. Oh, no. He's so tired. He's resting no. here. And now Kevin, now Charles is attacking again. We'll see if what he does with the leg here. He's going to use it to sweep. We'll see. <laughs> so animated, this guy. Yeah, see, Kevin was trying to buy buy time there. What the fuck was that? Trying to drop chicken elbow wing down. elbows. Yeah. Those up, I was going to say, up kick is there. You have his leg. He can sweep him here now. Rough round for Kevin Lee. There. <laughs> no, you're right, Cameron. His time on top and half guard was crucial. No, it was crucial. No, I think Olivier won that round. Not, not disputing that. But Dude, I do think... You? The ground was better for Kevin than standing. Standing was, he was going to get finished. He almost got finished on the ground. He was way closer to being stopped on the feet. The ref actually got close on the feet. Are you out of your mind? The ref did not get close on the feet. He literally did. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. Dude, okay. I'm going to have to get tape and pry your eyes open. I and will. And then we can rewind and you can see the fully locked out armbar. Good. Who won the first round in the swing? Pretty swing. It was pretty close. I would I would have scored it for uh, Oliveira, but it was I would close. have scored it for Kevin. I bet you would. <laughs> the second round though, I, it was Oliveira. It was him for three minutes and thirty seconds, and then it was Kevin Lee in half for the last minute. minute and a half. <laughs> this guy, <laughs> you're hilarious, man. Let's see who has more gas. Uh, Kevin Lee. Let's see if he can. Oh wow, Karate Kid kick. Misses, but I like the gumption right off the start. I appreciate the heart from Kevin. I just wish he made weight. Oh, Kevin's landing here on the feet now. He's he being is. first, which is nice. The fact that he's being see how Olivier is like begging you to. Oh, wow, that's tight. It's that's so really tight. tight. Tapping. Oh, yeah, got, got him. him. Begged him to take him down. Oh, Kevin said that he tap. He didn't tap. He definitely tapped. He what definitely tapped. What the fuck tapped. is going on? He definitely tapped. What are you talking about, dude? What is happening right now? 
See how he does that though? He keeps his legs out there. He wants you to go he for definite. Them. Are we gonna pretend he can? Kev, Kevin got tapped and then continued to wrestle as though he didn't tap, and I'm confused. How impressive is it that he finished that? Was he in half when he finished that? He was. He finished that from half guard. That's a tap. That's like an obvious tap. I'm, he must have almost went out. He did. He must have almost went out, dude. He tapped ten times. He must have almost went out. And then he continued to wrestle. Yeah, Charles Oliveira by, by submission. He has the most submission wins in the UFC, and he deserves to. So clean. Good stuff. There's no controversy there. Yeah, that was really good by Charles Oliveira. He, we've talked. Uh, this is what I was talking about before the fight. You see what I'm saying there, though, where he just walks forward and those kicks. They're not even. They're hard, but he doesn't. You see how he lags taking the leg back. He wants you to take the leg. He was going out. Yeah. Yeah. Clear tap. I think he. I think he uh, went out. It, it's much easier to be choked unconscious when you're gassed. And I think he was start. He was going out. He went out at the end of the tap he and was, then came back came as to, soon as he let go. And was like, what's going on? <clears throat> That's exactly what happened. He started to go out, and then he came back when Charles let go, and then uh, he continued to wrestle. Very impressive from Charles Olivier. You kind of have a little episode of amnesia after you come back. Uh, Charles Olivier is holding up a stone. I don't know what that means. kind of looks like a potato chip. Hopefully, I was thinking Hopefully peanut. it doesn't have religious significance because yeah, I just I made fun say, of it. You're about to get canceled. How dare you? But wow, what a main event finish for Charles Oliveira, man. Impressive stuff. You're right. His jiu-jitsu on the ground, man. Super clean, huh? Ah, man. I I would never, personally, if I was going up against a guy who had skinny arms and I knew it was a guy like Charles Oliveira who begs you to take him down, I would never grab a single on him. They're just going to go for your neck immediately. And you saw him there. It was a plan. You could literally see, like, he. it was a clear bait. He was bringing it back slow, grabbed it, and as soon as he grabbed it, you can tell he trained it so many times. Shoop! And the way like he leveraged it, you're like, he's done that hundreds of times in the gym. Oh, yeah. You could easily tell. Definitely. Just just amazing. Just absolutely insane. Lar- longest finish streaks. This guy, well, when you have jiu-jitsu that good, your finish streak is going to be insane. Just because yeah. you finish fights, man. And the we've said this before. The finishing is true to roof. And it's more impressive to submit people than to knock them I out. I think so, but I'm biased. When you submit, as Joe Lawson says, you're, you're making them admit that you win. Yeah. They which is very it, impressive. Which is cool. It's very impressive. And we've seen before, fighters sometimes don't accept the fact that they have to tap, like John Jones, and he'll straight up let you break his arm like a psychopath. He'll let it hyperextend to get out. Out of his goddamn mind. <laughs> Only a man who is actually insane will let you hyperextend his arm to get out. Oh man, that's insane! But Great truly, fight. truly impressive. Let me let's run down the list of the fights that went on tonight, and I'll let you guys know. We had starting off the card: Francisco Trinaldo winning a decision against John McDessie, clear decision. Then Nikita Krylov making a dog fight in the mud against Johnny Walker. Pulling out a decision win after three rounds. Then you had Hinato Moicano beating Demir Hadsovic in one of the quickest fights ever. 44 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a submission after 44 seconds. Damian Maya gets knocked out by Gilbert Burns. A little Brutal. left hood bink as Robert and Robert uh Rob is it Robert Black? Yeah. Robin Black. Robin Black. Robin Black says. And then you had Charles Olivier getting a submission. 
28 seconds into round three. Absolutely stunning night of fights in a empty arena yeah. due to the order because of the coronavirus. No one was in attendance. How crazy is that? But thank you guys for coming out and watching the fights with us tonight. Remember to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow subscribe. us on all social media. Helps a lot. At CSW's podcast and at the MMA sub. We are always active on there. We want to interact with you guys. We're talking about all this stuff. So let us know what you thought of the fights tonight. We will see you guys on the next MMA submission. Thank you guys so much for coming out. I had a great time. I'm Cameron. Appreciate it. I'm Mason. Peace out, guys. We'll catch you guys later. Dude, that submission was amazing. It was really good. Please stand by for further details. We return you now to your regularly scheduled program.